0: Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. (laughs) You made it it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. With Pete Holmes. (laughs)
1: Yes, you did. Joe DeRosa. Roses. Joey D. What's up, weirdos? This is one of my favorite people. I love Joe so, so much. Uh, we used to host a show together in New York City, a live show, and uh, I, don't, I don't get to see him. I don't get to see him enough. And one of the fun things about this podcast is it gives me a nice excuse to uh, schedule in some, some gab time. Gabbing like guys? Guy Gabbing. And uh, Joe, Joe was a great guest, and we, we sat down in his apartment. His dog did not bite me. He doesn't have a dog, and we had a hoot. We had a hoot of a time uh, So let's get this out of the way The tour dates are real short Because I'm just doing this year And then we'll start talking about Jeez uh, Louise 2014? Is it? 2000? No, 13 You just heard me not know what year it is Good lord Good, oh good, good lord every day uh, all right, guys, I'm going to be in, where am I? Uh, I'm in Cobbs this weekend. If you hear this uh, the day it comes out, I'm going to be in Cobbs with Kyle Kinane. Chicago. Uh, I'm going to be, uh, in, that's in San Francisco, and we're doing a live You Made It Weird on December 2nd. Uh, tweeted about it today. Still surprised people don't know that, so please come out. That's going to be great. Portland, I'm going to be at Helium, December 5 through 8. Philly, Helium, December 12th through 15th. And then New York, New York, huh. For One show at the Gramercy Theater The night the world ends December 21st It's going to be fun Sponsor profile, uh, Proflowers.com Proflowers Alright Here's the deal you, you want to send someone Some flowers Like a good person Like a caring Loving person Spouse Boyfriend Lover Caring son Fortunate brother What are you going to do? Send them through ProFlowers.com, and why? Well, weirdos get get a nice little uh, uh, discount, I guess is what we would say. Type in weird by the microphone, and you start getting uh, deals like $29.99. With the uh, weird, you get a free vase, free vase or vase if if you're nasty. Will I make that joke every time? Probably. So send your mom some flowers, and write in the card: No reason, just you birthed me, and I changed the structure of your hips forever. Here's some begonias. Write that in the card and just watch your relationship and the flowers bloom. Just watch everything bloom. Brighten someone's day. Be a weirdo. Go to proflowers.com and use the uh, promo code weird. Helps the show. Helps Katie. Also... (laughs) Go to YouMadeItWeird.com and buy some t-shirts uh, made by weirdos for weirdos. And uh, go to Facebook.com regular slash YouMadeItWeird and, uh, and uh, write on the wall and all that sort of stuff. com. That's the number one question people will tweet. How do I email you or the show? WeirdAtNerdist.com. Every once in a while, come back when I'm on the road like I am. Have, have a couple Chardonnays and just uh, fucking reply to some weird mail. Some weird email, We-mail. So send one. And you'll get a slurry, is it possible to slur in an email? Yes it is. A slurry, slurry reply. All right. Joe de Rosa. Enjoy. You know when you eat and it just makes you hungrier? Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. I didn't I hadn't eaten actually that's not true. Last night I made I made a real mistake and I went to the mini bar. Not for, for liquor, but for like high end Cheetos. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like my like I woke up and there's just like orange dust handprints on my stupid bed. And when I'm done, the whole fun of staying in a hotel is when I'm done, I just heaved it
0: across the room. Yeah, it's, it's great. The best. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't throw away the hotel. You <laughs> heave. heave in the hotel.
1: That's actually like a Seinfeld bit. It's one of his yeah. meaner bits where he goes, uh, where he goes. When I'm in the supermarket. And I decide I don't want an item. I'll put it back wherever I am. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: And then so he, he's talking about putting it in the wrong aisle. And he goes, I'll go ahead and put a can of soup with the cereal. <laughs> and the
0: punchline is, because I don't work at the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> Which I is like just that, that It's just that hint of him being a little bit mean. I know. Well, did you ever hear the movie theater one? No. Where he's, yeah, like,
2: sure. he's like, uh, he's <clears throat> like,
0: I'm sitting there. They're telling me not to throw my garbage on the floor in the movie theater. I don't think I agree. You're overcharging me for crap I shouldn't be eating. Crap I shouldn't be watching. So when I'm done with my snack, I release my hand. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he has that great bit about going to the candy counter. And he's like, they got all the candies in the jewelry case. <laughs> and he goes, the fun side is he goes, I'd like to see something in a milk dud if I could. <laughs> I'd like to see something in a milk dud, if, if I could. <laughs> nah, it's it's un- assumed. It makes me really laugh. Of course. He really makes me laugh. He makes both. Well, that This is something we have
2: in common, which is Seinfeld kills us. I that, <laughs> you,
0: you referenced him early. You go, when oh, did, what made I was, you say We
2: it? were Googling that guy's Conan set. <laughs> yes. and Because uh, we wanted to watch it. And I just typed in his name. And then you said, you have to type in his name plus Conan. And I said, I
0: know how to Google. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) And I realized I had just said the most condescending thing. (laughs) We wanted to watch
1: Ron Funches set. And he just typed in Ron Funches. And I go, you got to type in Conan. And he goes, I know how to Google. But you also, I don't even know if you realize, you also went, there's your goddamn date right there. Yeah, yeah,
2: I, I love saying that one. We say that one a lot. There's your goddamn date right there. You text me that once in a while. I loved... You, I Oh, we should just read our texts to each other. Some oh, of them yeah. are so fucking funny. This is so self-indulgent. That's but, the name <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> is this the first one where we both make it equally weird by alienating the entire audience? <laughs> yes, it's just us hanging out. Uh... Where's your oh there you are, right at the top. Because we just texted. I got I'm not getting oh there you are. Well, here's something I just saw as I was scrolling through the texts. Um the uh, you you Pete, for those of you at home that don't know this, you all know that Pete has that laugh where he goes "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) He types that in texts. (laughs) When you you write something you write something You know, funny. He'll, uh, he'll he'll just text that back and then and then you you're kinda like, is he mocking? H what with I a wrote? lot a H with a lot of A's. Yeah. Well sometimes you write ga. <laughs> well, g that's, with a lot of A's. That's when
1: uh I accidentally hit G and I don't want to fix it. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah.
2: that made sense to me. The noise almost sounds like a gas. Uh, g- <laughs> it
1: sounds like a gas. <laughs> all of these all of these are just <laughs> are just Glenn Gary Glen Ross. Yeah, <laughs> sneaky bites.
0: This is why you texted me.
1: Go ahead. Wait, am I blue or am I regular?
0: Am I blue or am I regular? <laughs> Who can read the goddamn text threads? We did that. We yeah. did that. Send we th- did that in a cab.
2: We it did was, that side in a cab. Where we go? It was in a. It was in Bonnaroo at the in the transport when the new, send the blue. The, the send new the
1: iPhone came out. Yeah. we didn't. I didn't know what the blue, the blue texts. On iPhone, So if it's iPhone to iPhone on an iPhone, it'll be blue. Yes. I was like, is send the blue? And they would never send. Something about the service at Bonnaroo, they won't send. You got to send the green.
0: Green light, green text. It's going, baby. Blue never goes. Looks like a whale. It just sits there. It's never going. It's not going.
2: Yeah, and we kept doing the
0: green means go. You go on green. Nobody likes blue. I'm feeling blue. I got the blues. <laughs> Everything's blue. One of the many times you and I have been in an artist
1: transport van, just annoying everyone, and then slowly listening to them get on board. And yeah. then, like, someone who hated us at the beginning would
2: be like, grain, <laughs> after, like, ten minutes. It really, it really is zero, Um, just zero consideration for the people around oh, us. Oh, no, why would you...
0: Just, Why would you?
2: Just, yeah, I know. <laughs> Why would you have it, right? But just screaming, <laughs> like from the minute we left the hotel for the hour hour drive yes, to the yes, Borru grounds. Yes. Just screaming and doing our inside jokes. That's also we had to stop at the at the
1: Walgreens or something to get earphone, uh, sunglasses, <sighs> and sunblock.
2: Yes. I, for, I I'm trying to remember if there was anything with that. We were in the car. Well, we were in the No, that was when I was trying to put my contacts in in the car. Yeah, and
1: I was filming you trying with with no luck whatsoever to put a contact (laughs) in. And you're just like, fuck, ah, fuck. Like, you couldn't. I couldn't get it in. Your eye looked like the devil's asshole. It was so red (laughs) and so dry.
2: (laughs) I couldn't get it in. I gave up on contacts, man. I got tired of futzing with them all the time. You don't right? have them in now? No, no. You just going blurry today? I'm going blurry.
0: <laughs>
2: going old school.
0: Let's tell them what sneaky bites are. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was sneaky bites.
2: That was the text that I yeah, I just said. You texted me sneaky bites. <laughs> that is from, that is from. I literally. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to shut... I want you to... I'm shutting the window because we're going to be really yes, loud. I, you set up Sneaky Bites. I'm, I'm coming right back. It's
0: so loud you have to close the window. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky Bites... Oh, my God. There's
1: a window right there. People are going to call the... Po- oh, and the oh, delivery, delivery guys guy. here. <clears throat> you buzz them in and I'll set up... I'm trying to remember Sneaky Bites is... Joe and I used to host a show at Housing Works. Yes. It's a, it's a homeless bookstore to benefit HIV. That's where you want to do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bookstore slash like holding place for the criminally insane we like to do a weekly comedy show and it was great and it was for a good cause it was for a good cause yeah. uh and it was a wonderful video and, and joe i started with jesse klein remember it's called punch yeah. up your life and it was called punch up your life when we did it and then you took over and then we you and i used to do dueling impressions <laughs> yeah. which people know who listen to the show that i love doing impressions and we used to do Pachito and for so how did it get into Sneaky Bites though he was
2: like I think <clears throat> Sneaky <laughs> Sneaky Bites wasn't Pacino And why I remember all the details of this shit so much oh my but... god we gotta
0: talk about old man Kenobi yeah <laughs> oh my
2: god don't ruin it yet don't I'll
0: ruin it run, I'm just gonna write it down <laughs>
2: The excitement!
1: Oh my
0: God! Joyous! People have no idea what's coming. I know.
1: It's, it was
0: hands down one of the funniest things in my life. But we'll stay here's, with
2: Sneaky Bites. And here's the funny part: I can't, no one laughed. Remind me to bring Kamal into this. Okay. Remind me to bring Kamal into this. Okay. It'll make sense later. Uh, Sneaky Bites wasn't during impressions. We had bits we would do. Yes. We had our. I can't believe it's not butter bit. Yeah. Which. We got I to, kind of feel like we should do on here we'll do and it. immortalize it. Forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but so we had that bit. Oh, there's the doorbell. Okay, hold on. So we had that bit, <laughs> and then, um,
1: and then, uh, hi, how you doing? I'm not tipping you. <laughs> what? How was that on a credit card?
2: Yeah, I did seamless. Oh, so they just bringing in the tips on there.
1: It took five hours. I know. Because you, awesome. you tip ahead of time. It's like a Christmas tree. They put it in your car. Then you can't ask how much it is. It's already in your car. Yes. You're going to pull it out with all the needles everywhere? They yes. got you by the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I did that one year. I bought a Christmas tree. I put it in my car. And then I went, how much? And I was like, I am an asshole. <laughs>
0: there's,
2: a, there's all kinds of fruit in that bag. Yes, and Andrew, stuff. if you so want some fruits. Dip into the fruit Oh, this fruit is the coffee. Bag. Bag. Like,
1: I need it. I'm having such a ball. That's a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee. He has a good coffee bed. He's like people drink coffee. He hates coffee. It's like people drink coffee.
0: They're like I'm tired in the morning. Maybe it's because you just woke up. <laughs> Give yourself a goddamn minute. <laughs> What's his problem with
1: coffee? I don't know. He's kind of zen. Remember, like he, 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 it, they talk about that on Seinfeld too, where he's like his
2: character doesn't drink caffeine. Does anybody want part of this bagel? Anybody? Oh my god, bagel.
1: That's Kumail's cat's name. So, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Nagel is so cute. Kumail has like a, like 10 minutes on how cute his cat is. He knows I hate it. I hate it. I call it cute mail. It's like, it's like there's Kumail and he, he's a genius and he's amazing. He's one of my favorites. And I love it. Then, then there's cute mail, which is when he just gets up and he's like, I look at her little face and it just fills my heart with butterflies. And like people are dying and I'm like, fucking stop. <laughs> What accent did you just do? It's kind of a... You know what people say about my Kumail impression, which is so true? It doesn't sound anything like him, and yet it's perfect. <laughs> I look at Bagel. Oh, my God, Bagel. I just want to sleep in your ear. <laughs> that sounded a little more like him. Okay, we're getting The there. first one sounded Cockney or something. Well, there is a British influence. Dance. Last night, we were dance. We were me and Oren and Jamie Lee were laughing. There's a
2: British influence on Kamal's accent.
1: Yeah, because of the uh, colonization and shit, right?
2: Oh yeah, guess if you know history.
1: Yeah, well, which I don't. As I <laughs> said that, I thought for sure you were going to lock onto me and go, "England never colonized Pakistan." Uh, did they? I don't, I don't know.
0: know. Did you just make that? We up? both
1: just look. I know they did India. That's why they all drink tea and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like they have tea. That's the proof of it. <laughs>
0: If you ever see people drinking tea, anytime you see people drinking tea, that means England was there. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong,
1: because this is a much funnier show if I'm wrong. Yeah. But that's where I think you get, like, dance. Like, the way they, they say, speak English, is a, br- a more british thing. What's, da- oh, da- like Kim- dance. Kim- says dance, dance. Okay. You know? All right. I, people are going to be so upset that that's you're eating this That's the wrong way to
2: say it. <laughs> You don't say it like that. Dance. You
1: say dance, god damn it. Their language is older. The British pronunciation is older.
2: People are going to be mad that I was chewing. hmm <clears throat> I've gotten that complaint a lot when I do Opie and Anthony. People's, yeah. People will be like, dude, we really think you're... F- like, we like you on the show, but please stop chewing on the fucking mic. Yeah. Well... Um, it's it's cream cheese and a soft bagel. It's one of the
1: worst sounds. It sounds like you're you're the fifth person to go down. Do you not want somebody? me to eat that bagel? Oh God, I won't well, eat it anymore. What was that analogy? Just, you know, take bites while I'm doing a rant. <laughs> <laughs> Once I start talking about religion, you can eat that no problem. Oh,
0: my God. I just got reprimanded on your podcast. You definitely did not. <laughs> I got
2: you reprimanded. You definitely did not. It was like Joey, really. No we Appreciate if you didn't Just I, a little professionalism
1: I don't give a shit I know I give the least shits I give the least shits Like wow. a rabbit That's how small my shits are <laughs> I don't give any of them Oh well, those lentils <laughs> I, was, just I was eating lentils All That's right. because last night I ate at fa- Fatty Crab One of my favorite places You I, love
2: This is place. why I did Every time I walk by it I'm I, in there I, <laughs> I, You're in there It's amazing <laughs> you know, I didn't even know he was in town. Yeah, fatty doing crab doing in that place uh, in the meatpacking district. Every time I walk by it, I think because there's one on the, uh, uh, upper, West. upper West. Yeah, uh, whenever I pass it, uh, every time I walk by it, like sure. I pass the fatty crab every day. Sure, sure, sure. But whenever I see it, I think of you because I remember one year you had your birthday. I then. go there every
1: year for my birthday.
2: I've, what I've, is? Th- I've never even been in it. What is it? Uh, what kind of
1: food is it? It's like uh, can't, can't, Cantonese, Vietnamese. I think it's Vietnamese. It's, it's like, you can't really tell. It's uh, pork.
2: <laughs> like,
1: well, what it is is like pork and like pickled watermelon, like weird shit. It's like leaving the country. It's really good.
2: Pickled watermelon?
1: Well, not really pickled watermelon, but yeah, stuff I like say, that. You say that sounds
2: disgusting. It's not pickled
1: watermelon, but like <laughs> there's a salad that's just like a fucking thick cut of like pork fat basically and then watermelon and then like pickled uh something i don't know what Ooh, it that is. sounds good it's real good you get it all on one fork and you throw it in there it's like a beverage oh man <laughs> it melts in your face and but here's what happened you asked me why i didn't hang out last night i ate at fatty crab i had two drinks i'm 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 me you know i can handle two drinks i don't know why there was absinthe in it i drank two of these drinks and i was like i just it was like smoking pot i became like antisocial, and i was like I need to get out of here. You drank absinthe. I I think there was like a splash of absinthe. That stuff's very strong. But it's like, it might have been the absinthe. It also could have been like the huge amount of pork fat that I ate. But both of those (laughs) things together. You know when you get that feeling? It's like a caveman. You just ate like pork fat and you're like, I got to get back to the cave. So I went back to my hotel room. One of the great pleasures of being a comedian is we love being alone. I had lots of options. A lot of friends in town think good things to do. Parties happening. And I was like, I'm going to go to my hotel and watch a movie I've seen before.
2: Yeah. What did you watch? I
1: actually watched The Dark Knight Returns
2: animated. I saw it. It's on. uh, How was it? Well, no, I like Frank Miller, but I have that comic. (laughs) I've never been a big fan of it. And I know I'm in the minority when I say it. No, no, no. I am not the nerd police. I like it because I love Batman. And I love old Batman. The story isn't that great,
1: but I just love the idea of an old Batman getting back into
2: it I like it too they lose me with the f- young girl Robin yeah I, I, like it's yep. that's a big part Look, of
1: it if you were to hire me to make write the movie Dark Knight Returns which is gonna exist at some point right You, the first thing you cut is girl Robin fucking beat it yeah scram and the, yeah. and the gang can't be the mutants it's like what did yeah. you run out of ideas yeah <laughs> the gang is called the mutants and uh, they kill people for no reason
2: fucking beat it Frank did you get that from your name a gang prize wheel (laughs) that you spin the pirates
1: the losers (laughs) the scalawags mutants and their leader his name is like Vern or some shit it's stupid
0: Vern come on but
1: it's great like I'm just getting I I just want to get to the moment where Batman's in the mud and he's old and kicks that guy's ass
2: that's a good part I I love that that part
1: part. it's a great, great book We've and also, it reminds me of a stand up because Batman, sorry. Of a what? A stand up. Batman and a stand up are very similar. Oh, to me. Com- he, like, he reminds you of a comedian? We keep the same hours. We're fighting evil differently, <laughs> but we're trying to save people from a shitty night. I know there's a bizarre thing to say. It takes about the same amount of training. He went away for that long, and then he got good. And then, like, the thing is, is, when he stopped fighting crime, when he's old, he starts drinking. And uh, I'm sorry to make this about myself. I'm almost done. When I Please. lived in Sleepy Hollow with my with my
2: horrible ex. she wasn't horrible. Sleepy Hollow—that's an actual place. <laughs> you know, I lived in Sleepy Hollow. I never knew that.
1: Oh, okay, well, I, I lived, would have made I fun lived, of it years ago.
2: <laughs> I lived upstate.
1: And it's called Sleepy Hollow. It's a real place. That's amazing. We're 45 minutes away right now. Does it
2: look anything like you'd think Sleepy Hollow would look? It's worse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's scarier because it's where my marriage died. (laughs) You're the beheading. We both went for it. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, Yeah. But uh, so when I was up there and I did less stand up because I was fucking, I didn't want to do a two hour commute to do 10 minutes at whatever. I would drink more. I know, look, I love drinking anyway, but like Batman at the beginning of that, because he's not going out and fighting crime, he's like a drunk yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever like gone home for the holidays or something and you're just not doing as many sets and you're like, well, I got to,
2: some something. Like, yeah. I, you got to do something. Well, more. when I go home, I you know, I stayed at home for, I was in Pennsylvania for two months because my mom had to have surgery. Oh, no. So I, she's okay now, but I, but I went home and stayed with her for the duration of everything and the recovery. And... I mean, it was. I couldn't really do stand up. I would go down like Tuesday nights to Helium in Philly and and do some time, yeah, and work on material. I actually wrote a new. But this is how much time I had. I wrote a new hour. Oh my god! Of material. You mean because off stage? You had that much time? Yeah, it was just. You were bored I just. I would write and write and write and write, and then one night a week I could go work out for like twenty minutes on stage, twenty five minutes. They were very generous with the time, half yes, hour, yes, whatever yes. I needed. And, and I would just work out once a week. Keeps they, going up by five minutes, 35 minutes, you know, <laughs> well, let me do whatever, 40 minutes. I felt like I was shortchanging them because one time they did, they, I did 45 minutes and they didn't care. And oh, I was great. just rambling on with new shit and they didn't care, which I was understand. really cool. Though. Yes. So I was just trying to be nice and <laughs> <coughs> grateful. Uh, but anyway, so they, but we, so, uh, but that's how much time, it's like you said, when you're not doing stand up. It was doing that. It was sitting and just writing and then drinking. Yes. I sat on my mom's like porch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sat on her porch one night and drank a bottle of wine by myself it, and smoked like half a pack of cigarettes yes. and, and wrote. Yes. Like, that's just, there was nothing to do. And then I'd yeah. go out with my friends that still live there and. We get hammered once in a while, but I mean, it was like, there was just nothing to, I didn't know what to do with myself. Well, that's the
1: main thing that happens when people stop drinking and whenever I've stopped drinking or whatever, is the first thing you notice is that life is really boring.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You're like,
1: oh my God, how did I, it's like fast forward. It's like listening to a podcast on 1.5 speed or whatever. That's what drinking is like.
2: Yeah. Speeding things up just enough.
1: Yeah. So I'm with you.
2: And you're also fucking during the podcast. You're fucking? (laughs) The podcast is playing at 1.5 and you're fucking during it. That's what drinking is like. <laughs> Cuz it gets you it speeds things up and you also get laid from it. Oh yeah, or oh, yeah. I so just thought you, way, meant you felt good. Well, if I don't usually feel good when I'm fucking, there's a lot of there's a lot of oh, <laughs> the guns are pointed in.
1: We were talking about that. <laughs> We were talking about the scumbag, the scumbaggery, and you. And I said to you off mic, didn't I? I said I was like, I call you one of my scumbag friends so lovingly. I t- I call Kurt Metzger one of my scumbag friends. All oh, you Philly boys, <laughs> you're my scumbag friends. It's, I was like, it's so essential. And then I was telling you a story. Yes, you uh, that, were. I'd ra- that I'd rather not say. Yeah. I, I, I was doing. I, I was telling you that that happened. And I was like, that's the sort of thing that I can't wait to tell Roses. Right. So I come in and I tell you immediately. And right. It's, and it's kind of like this weird story. It's not that
2: questionable, but it's just, you know, a little personal for it's, right now. Yeah. And you were like... What, do you remember what you said? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you know, Pete, it's just a matter of... T- you're almost one of the scumbags now. <laughs> like, you can't...
0: You can't, like... <laughs> how many stories can I have?
2: I think you're about one away. <laughs> you're, you're right. I mean, here's what's so funny about... And I said, I can't wait for
0: the induction ceremony where Big J gives me like a biker girl tattoo or the mud flap <laughs> and tattoo. And burns you with, a cigarette, and burns me with yeah. a
2: cigarette. Yeah, it's this is what's so funny about. I mean, I guess this is just life. It's not just this business. I was going to say this business is so funny because, yes. but this is probably everything. Excuse me. Um, you. Uh, it, it's just so interesting to me how you can be the men- like the mentored and the mentor in a relationship with somebody at different times, we've had times where you've said, Joe, this is what it's all about. And you've taken me through these things. And I've gone, oh, okay, like, I don't like, you know, for uh, Los Angeles, for instance, you know, you are out there and oh, right. I come out and you go, you go, dude. Here, here's the ropes out here. Let me help you get the lay of the land. Right, whatever. right. You know, because I'm a f- bit of a fish out yeah, of water I when I go. We had those talks. Yeah, and then, but then we talk about this stuff, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, I remember where I, when I had that story that yes. Pete just told me. Yes, uh, where he's questioning himself <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then, like, okay, we're we're watching each other grow we, well. You
1: said you told me that we you used to be very much like me. And then you went through – it was Big J that, like, kind of inducted you. I don't think he'd mind – Kurt Metzger said the same thing. Big J basically has a scumbag university that he (laughs) teaches people how to, like, get rid of their puritanical hang-ups or whatever. And listen to me carefully. Again, when I say scumbag, I don't mean, like, bad. I just mean, like, different from what I was used to. Because I remember we had left Housing Works one night and you and I went to some bar around the corner. Just one of our fucking – how much do I love you, man? Uh, we go dude. we go to bars and we just it's, fucking get into it. It's the best. It's the best see how much fun we're having right now. I know. Fucking middle of the day, you're hungover, I'm full of absinthe residue. Right. And like <laughs> we're having a ball. So you get like a cocktail and it's and it's just heaven. Yeah. And so we have these talks though. We have like real talks. Like before this podcast existed, that's how we were still talking and stuff. And this is way this is back in the day when I had only uh been with two people, my ex-wife and then like the girlfriend I had after that. And you were talking about i don't think you were necessarily advertising you should go and just be single and have sex with people Mm -hmm. and i remember i said to you i don't even know if you'll remember this but i was like joe i don't get it because you were seeing somebody there was some girl that you were fucking with right which isn't that weird to me now but at the time i was like i don't understand this is your girlfriend and you're like no this is a girl it's a girl (laughs)
0: Sometimes I call her. Sometimes she calls me. She's a girl. She's a friend. But technically it's, a girlfriend. it's so
1: absurd. I still struggle yeah. with this. I still struggle with the idea of instant intimacy where I sleep with somebody or I go out with them and it's like now we're together. I, I won't even declare it to them but I, I'll just clean house. I, I won't talk to another girl right. extremely. It's all that marriage stuff. Very, very loyal and then just like They're they're it. Even if I don't think they're a right fit, or even no, I'll just be like that's that's what I'm doing right now. And there's a good side to that. I'm not saying I'm going to stop doing that. That's just who I am. But I was trying to understand what you were doing, and you were like, "There's this girl," and and I was like, "Is it your girlfriend?" And you're smoking, and I'm like, "No, it's not my girlfriend. It's just a girl." And I was like, and I said to you because I I, I was so profoundly confused by this concept. Yeah. so she could be out with another guy right now because you could fuck another girl tonight, right? And she'd be okay with that because you're just casual, right? And I was like, but she could be fucking another guy right now, right? And I was like, how do you deal with that? And you go, it's smoking, Holmes. I just try not to think about <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, what the fuck! I couldn't. I look. I get it now. I, I I've, I'm happy to say that I've uh, evolved a little bit. That I've right. that I've been with people and not been like. This is forever, yeah. and now the, the thought of them having sex with somebody isn't my favorite topic in the world. Yeah. And it doesn't destroy me, but that's one of the things you kind of taught me.
2: Well, it's 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 uh, we we are very, as you said a few minutes ago, we are very similar uh, people in in that we've gone through this same sort of trajectory. Yes, and in that sense, I went through it a little earlier than you did, and then in other things, you went through before I did. But we're very we're very similar. Right. So I yes. saw in you. The, or, I mean, here's the thing. I said this to a friend of mine the other day, and it's based in the in the in the premise that you know what we what we tend to do is we beat ourselves up a lot. So sometimes I'll see or meet a guy like you and go, "Oh, I was that guy. Yes, I was the guy that like felt a certain way about the sex or whatever it is. It doesn't yes. have to be sex, but I wouldn't just let myself be that guy. Like I would always feel like there was some sort of you know." puritanical well, what we're talking
1: about is the desire to be a sexual person yeah there's exactly. a great line in, in magnolia i'm so sorry oh. there's a great line in magnolia where tom cruise who is a scumbag nobody's yeah. here to say tom cruise's character uh i forget what it is i'm forgetting his name it
2: doesn't matter we're not here to say what he says uh, oh that he's not a
1: scumbag yeah yeah, yeah. He, yeah no one is here to say he's not a scumbag he is the scumbag character but you mean scumbag in a bad way now um, yeah, you're right. I should change it. He's kind of a douche. Let's okay. Say that. So okay. he's on stage and, uh, Frank TJ Mackey yeah. he's teaching people how to get gruels in the most manipulative, fake, uh, horrible way. Right. Like he, he's like, send like set a tragedy and like friend traps and all this sort of stuff just to get laid. But the, the part of his speech that like resonated, with me which is weird to say but it's supposed to he it's not revealed what a jerky is until later i guess at the beginning he goes like i'm i don't i'm through apologizing for what i want he says. Right. And everyone goes nuts. And he goes, I'm through apologizing for what I need. <laughs> now this man, he's just a he's just a personification of id. You know what I mean? Right. We all have a Frank TJ Mackey and us going, I'm done apologizing. <laughs> yeah, I right. want that now. Right. And then we have these other systems, our ego and our super ego, keeping that in check. But when you hear someone just saying, I'm done apologizing for what I want, there's a part of us that wants to go like, I'm done apologizing for what I want. Right. Well I when you said it stuff. just now
2: I felt that. I was right? like, Oh yeah. Yeah, I me too. Because that that's a part of us. Yeah, I mean, it's look, you know, the uh, the thing the thing with all of it is you (laughs) you gotta. I think there is there is that Frank Mackey guy in you, but then there's also the ethical, moral person in you, right? And you gotta ego. You learn that from your parents. Yeah. So you 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 sort of balance the two out, obviously, right? This is basic stuff. Um, But this is what I said to my friend the other day. I have a friend that said to me. Um, I went through a uh, I, I, I went through a long slutty phase, mm-hmm. and I don't do that anymore. And I shouldn't do that anymore because it wasn't good. I it wasn't good, and I said uh, I disagree with you. <laughs> and she said, "What do you mean?" And I go, "Clearly, you like fucking. That's why you went through a slutty phase. You probably." Had a great goddamn time <laughs> in the slutty faith, there were just a couple doozy scenarios, yes, but you 're focusing all of it on that yes you 're focusing it on the three percent out of the out of the ten percent or whatever right. you know what I mean, and it 's like I think that 's what we tend to do so then so that night we were standing out there smoking and, and hanging out, and I said that thing to you, you know that was like that 's where I was coming from with that, which is like, you know what man, would it? Kind of sting a little bit to think of a girl that I'm sort of dating or involved with in some way sleeping with another guy. Of course it would, yeah. But you know what? You don't beat yourself up over it. There are, there are certain lumps you got to take with a lifestyle choice and, and whatever you know. Sure, yes, not whatever, but you know you just have to learn how to take them. Yeah,
1: but that that's that's kind of one of the cornerstones of. The way that marriage was kind of sold to me was it, it's this ownership and, and it's this possessiveness that helps that strengthens the relationship. Right. The thought of your wife fucking somebody, which ha- happened to me, the thought of <laughs> the thought of your wife fucking somebody else or you fucking somebody else and betraying all that sort of stuff. All those all those uh, things are in place to to solidify the marriage. And here you are operating outside of that system completely, and it just kind of blew my mind.
2: Well, look, I- I'm equally blown away by a guy like you that was able to operate so much inside that system. Because I also, see, you know, the other side of it for me, it's not like, oh, I've got it all figured out. It's like I have commitment issues, I have intimacy phobias, and, you know, there are things that lead you down a certain path, and there are things that lead you down the other path. We all have fears and motivations that that push us in one direction. Yeah, Uh, you're right. So, you know, I admire the fact that you can have these focused relationships. I've always had a very hard time with that, you know.
1: Yeah, I think it's it, either way you're deluding yourself one way or the other. Right. I really do. I, I think, you, like when you said your fears and what, your emotions and all that sort of stuff, you're just switching up the recipe to make yourself a committed guy or like a little bit more of a, yeah. of a whorish yeah. phase or whatever yes. you want to do. Yeah, But, I mean, this is... This either way, it's a, it's a make-believe.
2: Warm, warm <laughs> memories. Warm memories. Uh, I'm just, this is just really taking me back to post... Uh, post uh, housing works. Yes, and you know, like you said, we had that show there. Yep, and uh, sneaky bites. Uh, sne- oh, sneaky. We, no, keep going. We never did it. Well, I got it. Down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we started talking about the housing works pits like yeah, forty yeah, minutes yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, no, that's well. That's this is actually a perfect segue. Like it's just this is taking me back. <laughs> Very warm memories. Going, remember when we went to that one dive bar? It Was your birthday and. We went and got and Reggie Watts came. Your birthday was like you, me, and Reggie Watts. <laughs> just hanging out in some bar. Wait. It was in that it was called it's at that place like Aces and Eights or whatever. It's like a and real Seth
1: Herzog came later. Yeah, Seth was yeah, there too. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. Yes. Everybody was showing up one
1: by one. Yes. And it just it's just comedian style. People are getting out of their shows. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But we hung out there and we drank a lot. And, yeah. But, I mean, we just had a lot of those nights, man, you know. And whenever I come to L.A., when we have, like, our let's sit on the couch and drink whiskey and smoke cigarettes night. Like yeah. It's, it's kind of the it's best. It's the best, man.
1: Very, yeah. Even, even the, the act of the whiskey and the cigarettes is very destructive. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's still wonderful. You know right. what I mean, I have this big thing that we want. we want pleasure and pain. we want life and death, all that sort of stuff, so it 's fun to have a friend that you 're like we 're kind of killing ourselves and also living really, really
2: beautifully in that moment, right you know what I mean because it doesn 't make it doesn 't the death isn 't real at that point, of course not it 's there it 's the the danger of the substances are there sure. you, know, you know alcohol's poison, you know that cigarettes cause cancer, but when you 're having a great time with your friend you 're like, <laughs> nothing can harm me right now, <laughs> and it can 't. <laughs> I don't think.
1: Well, so tell me about you. Used to be like me sexually, and then you went to Big J University. Big J, because <laughs> I, I you told me that he taught you how to to do that or whatever. Well, what J? T- I mean, and by the way, I, I feel a, a little bit of a like we like. I like commitment i 'm a commitment person right. and all that sort of stuff I also like uh fucking and hearing about it. I just like to like don 't think people were just talking about endorsing fuck monogamy and all that sort of stuff
2: right no and 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 Jay certainly wasn't endorsing that to me at all with right. with, the, with the inform the knowledge he bestowed on me you right. know he, I was living with him and his wife and his kid um but what he did help me with was just understanding i just remember he just give me some really sound advice once he was just like you know don't be afraid to have a little dirt on you man (laughs) and that was like there was a lot being said to that he's like don't be what are you gonna you know look man you you do what you do like don't be what are you gonna be a square you're gonna be that guy you know (laughs) you're the guy in the drug deal that everybody thinks is the cop the whole time you know he's like you're hanging out with comedians are like crooks man it's like you know are you blood in blood out you know are you are you part of the team or not you know Always. I mean? Yeah, I yeah. mean, do you ever hang out with with comics? Do you ever? Okay, this is the worst when this happens because we do this frequently, and I won't get too specific, but you know, comics <laughs> like to trash people. They like to say mean things about people, especially other comics yes. that you don't quite respect.
1: And I don't think that it's one of the exclu- it's one of the top shelf joys is getting with some people who you you want to you want to make fun of them.
2: Yeah. And did you ever I've been in situations before where I'll start trashing somebody and somebody like the the comics I'm with will be like, "Well, I think they're great." And, I'll, and I've literally said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were a bunch of fucking comedians <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> sorry, guys. All right. Take care. Even if you think they're great, make fun of them because it's funny. It's funny to be mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. That's really, really funny. It's Keith, Keith Robinson is the greatest with that. He came up on Kurtz a lot, too. He's the greatest with Shut that. Shut up, dummy. Yeah. I'll tell anybody to shut the trap. Shut up. Nobody cares what you think, stupid. You got a TV show? I don't give it. Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares about your dumb show. We all had TV shows, stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all had TV shows, stupid.
2: So fucking funny. I remember funny. one time Judah Freelander came to the <laughs> cellar with a friend of his. Yes. And, like, I, I go, Judah's judo was you know judo break balls and stuff and he's like hey man you know you didn't say hi to my friend dude and i was like not a bad judo yeah oh thank you <laughs> and i go and i was like trying to be seller funny and i go i go and but for those of you who don't know the comedy Cellar is the you know probably the most significant club in new york and one of the most popular clubs in the country and it has and, this
1: table that everybody
2: yeah and there's this mentality of ball breaking it's sort of where you get hazed in in new york it's what where, where it's where tough crowd from colin quinn came from right, and all that stuff right, right. so so it's a ball breaking environment And Judah says that to me I didn't say hi to his friend And I go Oh who cares You know And then Judah's like Nothing man he's, You know he's just on 30 Rock That's all You know whatever Right And then I was a much younger Community at the time So I panic And I go I go Oh oh dude I'm sorry man I'm sorry And Keith was there And he goes What are you sorry for Who gives a shit What the fuck he's on Shut your face stupid Oh he's on 30 Rock So you gotta be nice to him Who gives a shit <laughs>
1: Why do I picture Keith Robinson in like onesie pajamas with a candelabra going up
0: to the attic to sleep?
1: <laughs> Shut up, stupid! I'm trying to sleep in my weird comedy attic. You got the cellar, I got the attic, dummy. I got a nap.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> does make sense for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Because like get... the teacher who should sleep
2: at school, he should always be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like the or like the kid that never stops. You know yeah. what I mean? He's always poking. <laughs> you. But po- possibly my favorite human being to ever like just like oh, when keith. you have to waste time yeah like you know not wait that sounds that's not really negative i didn't mean it negative at all but when you you know there's you got a the, little time
1: to kill no you got better way to do
2: it where do you go i'm i got two hours between spots oh i'll go to the cellar yes. and keith will either make fun of me or make fun of somebody else for two hours and it's gonna make me laugh really fucking <laughs> yeah, hard yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when he's trashing me, it's like yeah. I don't care. It's I wish so I had funny. known that when
1: I went to the cellar. I was like, "Why is everyone being so mean?" <laughs> Who was? I? Oh, it was Big J. Big J is again. We'll get back to how Big J shepherded you into the into scum, and you too scumbaggery. I mean, he but... shepherded me in the comedy way. He would take me to the cellar. Yeah, and I remember Bill Burr, and you know, Bill and I are friends now. But like back then, I was super in awe. I, you know, I'm still in awe of him. But we're sitting there, and he's and he uh, shit on me, real light, nothing right. bad. And then J- Big J just goes, "Shut up, Billy. He's got more credits than you." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" And I like I didn't know, and I still don't really know. I know better now. I know now. I but know it, I, now. I know, I know how to break balls. You take <laughs> the balls, you break them, you move on. <laughs> Maybe I'm about breaking some balls. I wish I had. I wish I could go back and uh, and and been more assertive. It was. Really.
2: It was like the most. Like, when I first came to New York and went through that phase of that, it was the most hilarious slash demeaning slash frightening yes. slash morale-building thing like I've ever been through. Nothing ever, ever thickened my skin like that. Yeah. I mean, they would make fun of me about things that, like, literally at one point in my life probably would have made me tear up. Right. of the like just Of the utter just being mortified. Adopted? well that that didn't bother me, oh, okay. but yes yeah, so, no, they never made fun of that. It was always like, I'm trying to think, look of what at your shoulders, you- look at your you posture no, yeah they have, yeah. I, I was there for some of that. oh, you have no shoulders, you put a jacket on them and it just slides off. yeah, I mean brutal <laughs> stuff. Like, when people start picking up, when they lock into your physical flaw, it's like, woof.
0: Jay told me. I'm so sorry. No, please. Jay told me that it was Big Jay, David telling you,
1: and you don't do this anymore, and I don't care if you did, but you were about to go on stage, and you forgot your jacket, Uh your leather jacket. That you yeah. were wearing on stage at the time, and yeah. I don't know if it was Jay or Atel Goes, don't forget your attitude jacket. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was Jay. Uh, it was Jay. Uh, Joe's got his attitude jacket on because
0: I used to. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> don't forget your attitude jacket. I
2: still, uh, I'm still a fan of leather jackets. Sure, and I still wear one on stage Chris sometimes. Chris bring the pain. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's that was fine. a leather
2: suit. <laughs> But yeah, I'm a fan of leather jackets, and I still wear on stage. But at the time, I remember that phase of my career. I was like, I was still trying to figure out what I was trying to do on stage, and everything was angry. Everything was like, let me tell you something about text messaging, folks. It's stupid. I was that guy. We were just talking about this how you don't
1: want to pick a persona that doesn't serve every side of you. Like you want a persona, ideally. I think guys like you and I do. Where it's not, there's no shtick or whatever. Where like, like somebody like Judah, like who you're just saying, who's great, but he's always got to go up as the super high status kind of uh, low status guy. Right, he's you know, like, I'm the best in the world, even though you know I look like a schlub or whatever. Right. But I'm better than you. Right uh, there, and we want to find personas. It's just a. It's not better or worse. I think you and I both want a kind of comedy where you can go up, and if you're feeling this way, you can speak to that and be genuine and about that. And at this point, you were just being angry.
2: Yeah, I was just being angry all the time, really ranty. I mean, so two quick quick things about this. Sure. The, like, rattler, when I was like, uh, the cage rattle of like, oh, boy, this isn't as good as I think it is. Oh, no. Was, uh, <laughs> started with Jay with the attitude jacket stuff, Ooh. you know, which I thank him for, you know. Yeah. It's like he... With well, you know, and honesty. yeah. It helped, but the big burn was, and I'm so grateful this happened. At the time, it sucked, though. I was at Gotham, the old Gotham, if you remember the little Gotham. Ah, mm-hmm.
0: oh, big Gotham, little <laughs> Gotham. <laughs> big, yeah, big Gotham, Gotham, <laughs> little Gotham. It's going to little Gotham. It's not as big. and more intimate. It's still <laughs> Gotham. <laughs> Yeah, you got big Italy, little Italy. Ah. Big Gotham, Little Gotham, same thing. Just big, smaller. I'd like to see this in something smaller <laughs> if I could. <laughs> <laughs> you, the, the crowd goes wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys remember Big Gotham? It's like Little Gotham, but bigger. <laughs>
2: Our greatest comedian <laughs> <laughs> So, so I'm, I, I'm at the Little Gotham And like when you, <laughs> when you I miss that room to this day uh-huh. They still do comedy there It's just a different name now But uh, it, when you killed in that room It was so like tight It was like you felt it in your chest hmm. Hmm. And I was new in the club And I was pretty new in the city And I was up on stage And I was killing and I looked out into the lobby. Bill Burr was coming down to hang out with us when I just became friends with Bill. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all like, I'm in New York. I'm at a club. I'm getting paid. I'm killing. My buddy out there with credits is waiting to hang out with me. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, the guy yes. I used to watch on TV. You know, yes, yes, I'm yes. all about my shit right now, uh, and I'm feeling yes. so great. Yes. I get off stage. I'm so excited that he heard this set, and I'm like, I can't wait for my big compliment. Uh, you know, right? Oh, and I walk up and I go, hey, man, what's going on? And he goes, Jesus Christ, DeRosa. One of these days you're going to figure out what you're actually angry about. And I was like, wow. Oh, wow. Because I was still on stage. And he was just breaking my ball. Like now if somebody said that to me, I'd laugh. I'd yeah, yeah, yeah. be like, yeah, why am I yelling about text messages like that? That's right, stupid. Right, right. But at the time I was like, oh, my God. But he, he said to me that night, he goes, dude, come on. You got to be careful. You don't want to be the angry guy. Uh-huh. that's not who you are dude right. he's like you're angry about things but you're not the angry guy because then that's what you have to be right forever right and i was like oh i get it so that advice and then Patton oswalt said to me once i ran a bit by him about reality it was when like flavor of love and all those shows were out and yes. there was like a million of those let's fuck a whore yes dating shows <laughs> and i had a bit about it about what Can we change it
1: to Temptation Island?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's Let's Fuck a Whore or I Walk.
0: (laughs) It's his third pitch that day. They keep not buying it. He's still sticking
1: to his laurels. (laughs) Everyone wants it, but it's called Let's Fuck a
0: Whore.
2: (laughs) I'll go with Let's Fuck a Whore Island. Yeah, (laughs) Compromise. Yeah, and then 10 years later... That guy's all beaten down in the bar, you know. Yeah, that was. Did she used idea. to work on TV? Yeah, no, no, no. I was, I was, when I was part of Temptation Island, was when it was a fucking show. I walked, and then they turned it into the bullshit you saw on TV. What was your thing that they didn't do? It was supposed to be called "Let's Fuck a Whore. we were
1: just talking about that when you're talking to somebody, and they're wrong, and you have
0: to agree with them. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about
2: that. Yeah, you're right. They should have called it "Let's Fuck a Horn. <laughs> So go on, yeah. let's fuck a whore. So I I uh, I, di- I ran. I was I was opening for Patent at Caroline's, and he's another guy that's been particularly nurturing to me in my career, and generous and friendly, and my my friend. And uh, anyway, so he's giving me. i, I, I was just was hanging on the green room. And I go, hey man, I got this bit. Can I? I hate to do this. Can I run this bit by you? I just feel like it needs something. And I just want to see what you think of it. I tell him this bit about. If you're on any one of these shows and I'm naming every single show, it's a list bit, you know, you know, kill yourself because you're an awful, da, 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 you know, yeah. like all these things. And he, he's like listening and he's like, well, you know, man, he goes, I didn't see what the purpose of the bit is. And I was like, well, you know, the purpose is because I hate these women on these shows and they're disgusting. Is yeah. He goes, but dude, all you're doing is just saying that to the audience. You know you think that. You know they think that. What's the point? I, and then he said this, and this was just, just perspective changing in a level I can't describe as far as like writing was concerned. He's like, what I think you need to do in bits and what I try to do is have a moment of discovery. He's like... I always try to have that moment in the bit where I go. I used to think this, but now I realize it's that. Mm-hmm. Which, if you watch Patton, he does that a lot. Man, when I was thirty-five, I used to think that 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 you know. And he hits the funny from that side, and then he goes, "Now I'm forty-two, and let me tell you, people, <laughs> yeah. I was wrong." You know, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and. He's like, how I would do that bit is I would say, I used to think that all these shows were disgusting because they paraded whores with venereal diseases around the stage. Then I realized these shows are amazing because they teach us who not to impregnate. There they all are on TV. Don't reproduce with these. And in 10 seconds, it's 20 times better a bit than what I wrote. Right. And But from that moment on, I was like, yeah, yeah, you'd. I don't want to be that guy that right. just gets up and just barks yes. at the audience. Yes. Like I certainly have my bits where I say, "Hey, this is my observation. This is what I think." So but then I have funny. a lot of bits where I try to turn it on myself right. and go, "Well, why do I feel that way? Oh, it's because here's my flaw that makes me see the situation like this." Right? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So, so it's it's all that's all out of the attitude jacket. I love but, it though.
1: It all. I you know it's funny I. Also to that point is I always think that the the perspective of what you like about something can be so much funny. Like I like including both in what he told you it's like you talk about what you hate everybody get, gets that and then finding what you quote unquote love like a fake love about it. You're like I love that it's teaching us not to impregnate these women is like such a weirder it's almost like a trick. Right. It's like this is positive or right. something. But really you're saying the same thing. Yeah. Again. Like I'm
2: wor- I'm wor- I'm working on this bit now and I haven't even tried it out yet but I wrote it but it's like Exactly what we're talking about. Where. (laughs) Wrote it down. Yeah, where the whole premise is like, I hate when there's like, I hate when a tragedy happens and people take their hobby and then all of a sudden it's for the survivors or whatever. You know what I mean? You know, they'll be like, hey guys, today when we podcast about MMA fighting. Yeah we're doing it for the hurricane victims. You know what I mean? It's like, well, what you could do is actually not do your podcast and go help the hurricane victims.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? And I was just talking to Rich Voss about that, where it's like, buy a bunch of our shit and, and we'll donate money. Just donate the money. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Stop being an asshole. Exactly. So it's like, but then I flip the bit where I go, where I go, you know, I'm no better I'm not saying I'm out there helping people, but I'm saying at least I don't take my shit and make it sound like I'm helping people. For instance, when I sit home and write a scathing bit about what you're not doing to help people and somehow (laughs) glorifying myself, Uh, I don't say I'm doing that for the hurricane survivor. You know what I mean? But, like, that's all from that lesson of Patton of, like, okay, what do you think and then why do you think that? And the why do you think that is often... Because I'm fucked up a
1: little bit. Well, the burr thing of what you what you're really angry about. I, I I've talked about this on the show before. Is the idea that uh, Rick Dorfman, um, old manager, he's a manager still. I know Rick. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he would tell me he was like he's like, what are you mad about? Like what gets you going? And I was like, I, I was 26 at the time, and I was like, I have no idea. It's a really weird thing. So when Bill said that to you, I, he could have said that to me as well. You can still say that to me sometimes. I have bits where I'm like, right. I can't believe electric eels are real. Right. It's like, really what I'm
2: saying is, <laughs> I can't believe we're all going to die or right. whatever it is. Well, Jay, you know, another very instrumental moment with Jay. Uh, j- Jesus, it's so funny, man. I didn't know if I ever realized until this moment how how instrumental that guy was right. with the development of my career and life in New York. You know what I mean? Huh. So, So just as a little side note, psa about jay we, we lo- like everything we're saying about him is meant to be positive i know we're joking and saying scum you know but like <laughs> but we love him it's it's yeah but he gave me great we were in a car once when i had first moved to new york and we were driving and i started go. And at this time my act was like you know strippers where do they get these names from you know it's all shit right, like that right right, right. and uh And we were driving, and there was something that happened, like, in a high school where, like, the parents were getting sued because their kid was a bully. You know, one of those crazy whatever. And I started going off. And I was like, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Nobody wants to be fucking accountable for anything. They're going to blame these goddamn parents. Like, they could fucking help with that. And I was going off. And Jay was like, dude. This is the kind of shit you should talk about on stage yeah you you feel very passionately about the culture, yeah, you should do that kind of stuff, and that's when I started to try to write more of like a social commentary yes. versus a personal, yes you know emotion yes. you know type of act versus going you know. You know, when you're fucking a girl, you know what I mean? Like, which I'm not dissing that stuff. I'm just saying, like, it just wasn't as interesting to me. It's essential. It's essential
1: to have these comedy friends that I was just talking to somebody about this last night where I was like, if you start comedy, take a look around. Some of those people at your first open mic are going to be your friends in 10 years which is crazy. In 30 years. In 30 years. Jamie Lee is one of my best friends, and we were at dinner last night, me, her, and Oren, you know Oren as well, one of my other, other best friends, yeah. and we're just sitting around, and we're just talking. We're not auditioning for each other, and we're certainly not trying to do bits you know what i mean we're trying to have fun and laugh right but it's there's like there's a there's an anxiety to it when young comedians hang out where it's like we're doing bits and you can see their eyes darting around like who gets it who gets it and then like later who fucking cares we're funny all the time i'm sorry to sound arrogant but we're funny all the time we don't need to be writing down everything let's relax and eat some pig fat
2: well it's like it's like when you're out with like you know politically minded people or people that work in that field, yes. and they just won't stop talking about politics. Yes, it's like, yes, guys, yes. we get it. You're way more informed than everybody yes. else here. Yes, come on, like, pump the brakes. Yeah, let's hang out and have
1: fun. But then what happens is, and I'm happy to say that I have a couple friends that I know I'm this person for them. Uh, Melanie is one of them, and Jamie Lee is one of them. Jamie said something, and I was like, "Well, that's that's a that's a bit, or, right. that's, or that's a tweet, or something." And like the look on your friend's face when you they're like. It's like being seen, Joe. We all want to be seen. It's so... I, I'm tired of being this guy. Like, I figured out my own shit enough, but I need to be seen so badly. Right. And then when you can give that service to somebody else and go like, like how great does it feel if I go like, that sounds like a Joe Jeroza bit, Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I can identify the cadence of it. And, and Big J did that for you. And it, and that's that's life. That's, right. That's the feeling of God to me The idea that God is watching you And knows your thoughts And knows everything about you It's one of my uh, theories on why we like things like uh, uh, NPR when they profile people Sherlock Holmes How he notices everything about your house How I notice that you just kind of threw the duvet on your bed And uh, like the way that you slant your TV You clearly watch television in bed and not on this couch And you know the things People want to be seen Right. It's so weird but it's a fundamental thing And what's weird is not everybody knows how to see other people I'm working on it myself You know what I mean? Like I want to
2: get better at seeing people Yeah Because it
1: feels so good when people see me I, I like to give that back
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't like spotlight hogs it, it annoys the shit out of me sure. I can't deal it. You know, my friend Scott Who's my oldest friend in the world I literally have known him since I was a baby um, He would say to me He'd come up to New York Didn't I meet him? Yeah, we went at the sushi bar, place yeah. yeah, sushi We'll go to his house someday Ha <laughs>
0: Uh, I can't believe we've gone this far. I know. I can't believe we've gone this far. Do you
2: promise there will be a section of this podcast where we just talk on Gary Well, that's when we'll read the text. Okay. All right. So, (laughs) so, uh, can we just live in this podcast? Can it never yes. stop? Isn't it the funnest place? Yes, you can hear our voice, and
1: we just sit in the safety. Poor, yeah. poor Andrew, he'll uh, <laughs> have a beard. And we're and we are going to do the episode where we watch Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Mm. Uh, we'll yes. do that. But so, so tell me, tell Andrew, he, uh, not Andrew or Scott. Scott? Yeah,
2: he used to when I first started doing comedy in New York. You know, it, he, he was excited for me. Very close friends, and he was happy for me that things were going well, and it was exciting. For him to be like oh my friend is working in this business yes. that i've only ever seen from the tv now i kind of get to meet some people that yeah you know. mm-hmm. and after that was short-lived excitement he very quickly started to be like dude I, i'm gonna come up visit you i, I don't want to go to a fucking comedy club i don't want to hang out with comics <laughs> and i was like why and he was like because they're at the time the guys i was running around with a lot or running into at least He's like, they're always just trying so hard to be funny all the time. He's like, it's tiring. And when I introduced Scott to Al Jackson, who's one of my closest friends in the business... Scott now hit it off and Scott loved out and I remember he said to me you know why that Al guy is so awesome He's just a funny guy, right? He's not trying to be funny, right? He's just a fun funny guy to be around and Patrice used to say that too. Patrice used to always go. I can't stand Orchestrated fun. I can't stand people that have to orchestrate being fun and I'd say what do you mean? He goes people that are always doing bits Yes. He's like, if you're a funny, truly funny person, you can just hang out and talk, and the funny will just happen. And you see that in his act. When you watch Patrice, it's like he's just sitting there talking, and all this hilarious shit is coming out of it. But it never feels like here's a bit. You know what I mean? Right. Talk Um, about picking a persona that you can just be yourself in. uh, Un Unreal, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, nothing is worse than trying. Trying is the worst. Yes. Uh, yeah it's, And Patrice would say that he'd go, he'd go You talk about the things you care about He goes If you're a funny dude It'll just be funny well that, Like yep. don't be afraid to go up there And just start talking Yes It'll come out. It'll be funny. Right. Like, you'll figure it if out. If you care about it. Yeah, yeah. See, that's, that's the Dorfman thing. You've got to figure out what you care
1: about. And that's, that's my writing process now. And I know it's similar to your writing process now. And I know it's Bill's writing process. If you, you don't have to tell me how I feel about things that I feel strongly about. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I want to do something a bit that I'm working on right now is old people technology. I get really mad when I see like women in their 70s using iPads. Right. And I don't have to write that down. I know how I feel about that. I'm, I'm like, put it down. You're supposed to be telling me that books are better and you love the way they smell right. and the way you can fold the ear down. The, I can't with the zooming with their arthritic <laughs> fingers. Fucking put it down. <laughs> that app is not for you. <laughs> You're on the way out. Go look at a sunset. Go look at a sunset. (laughs) You got an iPad and a Droid? You're 92. (laughs) Get a box of cigars filled with old stamps. That's for you.
0: (laughs) Get a Werther's original. This bitch has a GPS? (laughs) I can beat it. (laughs) What do you need a GPS for? You're not driving anywhere. (laughs) You got a diaper app on that thing? (laughs) You got a GPS on your wheelchair, sweetie?
2: (laughs) I like how we're turning Seinfeld into just anything you want to say about somebody. I know. It's, it's, he would well, never say anything that means. Seinfeld, I know. He had a great
1: quote where he was like, uh, real, like, I don't know if he framed it as success or whatever, but he was like, real comedy success for me is when people not only like your stuff, but talk like you for fun. Oh. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. But yeah. he, has, he has reached it. That's the new success. Yeah. That is Jesus, the new success. Jesus,
2: man. Him and Regan have that all day. Oh, dude, re- I, we got to talk about this Regan bit really quick because I'm I'm I've been really obsessed with Regan for a long time. Sure, and I was actually talking to a I, long time. I, Is I, that in Glenn long, Uh Long time. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Well, it's in Hoffa, which is another David Mamet movie. <laughs> I got to go see about a fella. N- yeah, Nicholson goes, Nicholson goes, "How long we known each other, Bobby?" To Danny DeVito and and, and uh or no, no, that, I'm sorry. N- uh, Danny DeVito pulls a card, a business card out of his wallet and it's yeah. all weathered and it's the business card that Hoffa gave him when they met. Yeah. And he goes, "Does that look familiar?" And uh and uh Nicholson goes, "Long time, Bobby."
0: <laughs> he doesn't and-
2: yeah he, and, he assumes the question yeah he just goes long time and, and uh danny devito's looking at the card and he goes long time long fucking time man <laughs> and then there's another line in that scene that i always quote and nobody ever knows what i'm talking about but uh he, nicholson goes you packing meaning does he have a gun you know yeah and and danny goes of course i'm packing and uh he goes, you ain't going fucking soft on me, are you? And Dana uh, Viewers goes, oh no, oh no, Jimmy. And I say that to people. They'll ask me a question. I'll go, oh no, oh no, Jimmy. And they're like, what the? F- Who's Jimmy? What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> Answering movie quotes. No one knows. Nobody.
1: Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross. We'll get to it. But it to- It told me. So much about how to be funny. Yeah. Like, uh, all that, like, uh, I love saying, do you understand? And uh, are you listening? And there's so much of that stuff in that movie. We're like, you understand? We go to the, like, they're always, like, checking in. They're very aggressive salesman stuff. I can't tell you how much I quote that movie. It's You know.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. You go. I know. We were waiting for the delivery guy. And I go, it's been an hour. An hour by the kitchen clock.
1: (laughs) If you haven't seen this movie,
2: pause the podcast. It's, Yeah. (laughs) Go and watch it. Go watch Come it. Come back to the podcast. You'll enjoy it more. Listen to it. Yeah, it's... Uh, I've quoted... Please.
1: Please. Hey.
0: <coughs>
1: we had to change the batteries in the machine.
0: <laughs> you got fruit in the
1: mouth. Now we're eating. <laughs> yeah. How do people... How do people? I wish I liked coffee. I wish I did. I I have food in my belly and I drink it, and it just immediately makes me like, oh. I envy you that you that you can enjoy it. Um, I can eat it after like a huge meal, but if I put it in a stomach that's like thirty percent empty, I'm just like, I'm gonna die. So I'm well, glad we
2: took a little break. I get that sometimes. It's right now. I'm getting the you haven't really eaten anything today. Yeah. And I'm getting like shaky from the coffee. Yeah. But it's I don't know. It's one of those things. But Couple wait, what were we but what, what were we just talking about? Do you remember? No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't shouldn't put that to you. No, I was talking about Glenn Gary Glen Ross. Oh, Hoffa. Hoffa and how much you quote it. I quote movies constantly. Long time Bobby Kelly always says He's like, you're like the cable guy, dude. You know, people have life experiences, and they that's how they give you advice. All you do is reference movies where you give people advice. <laughs> do you ever live? <laughs> he gets really – because I do constantly. I never realized I did that until he told me. Oh, I really? I quoted movies a lot, but I realized, like, oh, my God, that is my go-to thing. When I'm talking to somebody, you know, and – we're getting into the deep discussion right? I always go Me You know too. it's like in this Did you ever see You did it today Buddy Did you ever see Magnolia and then, yeah. you know, it's like, I did it to myself
1: this morning I was thinking about There will be blood As I often do And I was remembering that uh, You know I've never seen it It's okay I'm not one of those I people I have the
2: DVD I've never seen it you'll, you'll, en- <coughs> you'll enjoy it I know something happens at the end With a milkshake <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's something with a milkshake Yeah I don't know it's what it is It's not even though. the best part of the movie The, the whole movie is just great but uh, I was like, why do I like that movie so much? And I realized I like movies a lot about uh, men who are at odds. At, uh, the whole theme of Mad Men to me is what you want versus what's expected of you. That's a theme that keeps coming up right. on the show. Uh, Mad, uh, There will be blood also, what he wants and what's expected of him. And right. you know, He can't stand what's expected of him. And then he talks about, um, I was talking about, uh, this is what I was just thinking about. Not that it's that interesting, but I, I hate that I can't get away from this podcast is not me putting on a persona. It's what I'm kind of doing all the time. And I woke up this morning in the hotel and I was thinking about uh, religion. And I was thinking about how I talked to Kurt Metzger if he missed it or whatever, if he missed his religious self. And then I was thinking about, like, do I miss religion? Do I miss my wife? And I'm like, not really. Mm-hmm. But then in theory, I kind of do. Not the person of my wife. I don't miss that person. But I kind of have a longing to that time. Right. But then I thought, but No. I don't because I've evolved and I hate that time. And there's this great, you know, I love hate it. There's this, there's this great thing in there will be blood. He's sitting on the beach with the guy uh, with his brother. I'll just say his brother in case people haven't seen it. He's sitting on the beach with his brother and, uh, and he says he, when he was a boy, there was this house that he, that he used to see and it was a big house, beautiful house. And he was like, one day, one day, (laughs) I might live in that house, okay? And he's like, I'll buy a house like that, and I'll, I'll raise a family, and I'll have a wife. And, you know, like, live right. in the house. And then, he, and then his brother goes, you should have it, Daniel. You can have anything you want. And then he goes, and he's done everything that he needed to get the house. And then he goes, I think if I saw that house today, I would burn it down. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my fucking God. My old life is that house. Like, I look at that house... And like I think he, he doesn't say burn it down. It would make me sick to my stomach is right. what he says. And that's, how, and that's how I relate. Bobby Kelly, I'm not putting him down, probably just doesn't, I'm going to assume, maybe not. doesn't have the type of mind that you and I have that latches on to movies and modern mythologies and stuff like these stories
2: like they are life experience. Well, it's an interesting cultural difference like we come bobby's like a like a street kid you know right so his whole thing was like grow up at 11 years old right it's time to be a man you know what i mean so his whole he is kind of like the guy from there will be blood you know what i mean it's like he actually did it yeah it's you know so but it's it's interesting because in a friendship like that there's there is he breaks my balls about it but we have this mutual admiration because we're close about this is where you come from. This is where I come from. And as m- he's given me tons of street smarts advice over the years. Yes. And now it's interesting because, like, the way he'll come back with me on my side of things is, he'll, like, recently he was like, hey, dude, I, uh, I watched... Uh, like 6 Woody Allen movies last week. <laughs> you know, I know you love Woody Allen. I never really saw much. I watched 6 Woody Allen movies last week. I want to discuss them with you. Ah! I want to talk to you about it. And you know? you're like,
1: "I joined a childhood boy gang." <laughs> Can we talk about what it's like growing up in Medford and robbing people?
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so he caught up. He 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 like sees the other side of it, you know, right. and it's you know, and I always it's so interesting with pe- how different people would be in different i've said to him before i go dude under different a different set of circumstances i think you would have been a guy that wrote poetry yeah he's a very emotional guy he's a sweetheart yeah and he's very reflective and he's this guy that's and,
1: like hey you fucking weird you know like yeah.
2: you know in his fun way but when you get him in a time of like true emotional need or sentimental, whatever absolutely sweet. sentimental sweet yeah g- you know selfless like but, you know, you, you get raised in a certain environment, and then the, the exterior is the thing you see more than anything else. Right, you know? right, it's right. like it's like I think – I don't know what my different set of circumstances may have been, but it's like I know that if I grew up in a different right. setting, I'd still have the thing driving me. Deep down, that drives me. Right. But I probably wouldn't be the movie guy. You know what I mean? But I just grew up in an. I was an only child. There was a cable guy aspect to my growing up. I didn't have siblings. Right. So a lot of my emotional connections to childhood are through entertainment. Yeah. Honestly, like, you know, like when I found out the new Star Wars movies were going to get made, I. This is absolutely true. Kenobi. Oh yes, yes. Sorry, keep, uh, don't, please, don't keep back. Back. please keep going. I was so excited. I, I I talk about this on stage and I go I go, this is sad, but it's absolutely true. When I read online new Star Wars movie in 2015, the first thought I had was, oh, my God, I have to live until 2015. Yeah. What if I die and I don't see the new Star Wars movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell it to people and they're like, I don't understand. And I go, the only thing I could equate this to is if you're a Beatles fan and the, the original Beatles got back somehow magically. We're getting back together. <laughs> it's this thing that was so life changing. Yes, 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 And now it's happening. And a lot of people don't get that. Well you like the prequels too I forgot that about you. I like all of it. I mean I know I, <laughs> I see uh, I see the flaws in you know I see I the like flaws all I of love it. all of it man I
0: love all of it.
2: I, that makes me so happy. I could watch an episode of Full House and if there was a lightsaber duel at the end of the episode, I would have been like that was great. <laughs> what more do I need? They fought with the lightsabers at the end. I mean, what are we here for? That's what I'm here for. I don't give a shit about everything else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. I forgot that about you, and I'm so happy it's, about that.
2: I am. Abs- it's it's crazy. Disney's making them. Yeah. Right. And they they not. I mean, home runs with the uh, with the Marvel stuff they did, and they're doing a good job with Pixar too. So it's like yeah. you know, it's what's what's to be lost here. Yeah. And and they signed Michael Arndt, the guy that. I think that's how you say it The guy that wrote Toy Story 3 And Little Miss Sunshine Oh yeah He's writing the new Star Wars movie Yeah that's gonna be great You know And it's like And it's amazing It's gonna be awesome So Yeah cool But anyway I get so wound up about it. And, and you have like, to live to get there going. Yeah. And I've had screaming <laughs> matches with people about Star Wars, defending it, <laughs> screaming matches. And people are like, why do you care that much? And I'm like, this is part of my child. You don't get it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, dude, I didn't grow up in front of a TV, man. Like, like people feel about sports teams the way I feel about Star Wars. Right. People will scream for or against a sports team. And scream at the TV, and you know what I mean. And it's like that's how I feel about a lot of movies and TV shows. It's you know? interesting. So you didn't, have, you didn't
1: have. We touched on this lightly. I know this is kind of like a seems like obvious, but you were, you're adopted. You're Egyptian half, half, yeah, half Egyptian, yeah, half a jip. <laughs> He's just a jip. He's not Shin. <laughs> He's not Shin. He's a jip.
0: What's the other side? <laughs> Italian. He's a, cha- a chip Italian. <laughs> he's a chip Italian. He's Italian. He's not Italian. He's an
1: Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld's opening for you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. John Ross.
2: <laughs> Your first yes. ten minutes are why is he opening for me? <laughs> in my fantasy, where Seinfeld opens for me just after Metallica does his set.
1: Ah, just
2: a drop in, and then I come out. <laughs> I'm what they're waiting for, though. Metallica <laughs> was okay. Seinfeld was fine. But DeRosa's now, <laughs> now. Now it starts. The crowd fills in a little bit more. Right.
1: Do it, Roses! <laughs> so you're half Egyptian, half Italian. Yeah. DeRosa, obviously. That's a river. Oh, so I call you of the Roses.
2: Of the Roses. That's... The How old is that? Nick- the oldest nickname that I have is, yeah, of, of the, the Roses. roses. You, <laughs> ten years ago, you said that to me. Yeah. And then from there on out, you said Roses.
1: Yeah, and now you, you're one of the few people that calls me Holmes, which I like because I actually love Sherlock Holmes, and they always call yeah. me
2: Holmes. Holmes is a good Holmes. Holmes. Roses. And then Burr <laughs> started calling me Joey Roses. Joey and then, roses. so now, like a lot of the O and A guys, call me call me Roses. A guy at my show last night yelled out "Roses" from the yeah. audience, and it's just like, man, you have no idea how much more to that nickname there is. That's you know, so th- that's, that's a multi-tier. Nickname. Well, it was ten years ago, and you and I were in weird, similar but almost
1: uh, the same levels, right? And we'll get to adopt it. Yeah. <laughs> but I I was barking at the Boston and at, right. at the Boston Comedy Club here in New York City. Very confusing. So I was going out and handing out flyers. And then after a certain point, uh, like, Dustin just, like, let me run the club. Do you remember this? I got to have the keys. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would open Dustin it up. Dustin was
2: sort of running it at that point, He right? was running it, Dustin yeah. Chafin is a very funny comic.
1: Dustin Chafin, great guy. And he, he gave me the keys, and he gave me all this responsibility and gave me all the stage time. It was wonderful. And then at a certain point, I was just kind of, like, kind of managing the club. Right. And you were just, like, a little bit... You've been doing it... Uh, about 11 years in December, too. yeah. So we've been doing it about the same amount of time. But you yeah. came in with these guys... And you were really great. You were, you were better than me. And you came in and, and I admired you so much because we would just put you on. Like I knew we had been doing the same amount of time. Neither of us had credits. But if Joey Roses came by, put him on. <laughs> we would bump that,
2: people to get Roses up there. That was one of the first – that was the first like car blanche yes. thing I ever earned in show business was like – because when I came to the city, I hung out at the Boston – and did a lot of the stuff you did when you first started hanging out at the Boston. Mm-hmm. And after like a year of just being there all the time and then like having my own show on a Wednesday night and all that crap that you go through and right. all your friends work there and they have shows and whatever, <laughs> It was not, I got to this point where it was like, oh, I can actually just go get some stage time if I want to. That was a huge deal. Yeah. But you and I. But you were
1: always nice about it. I remember the humility in your face. I know that's weird to say, but you came in in your attitude jacket. And your face <laughs> had no the opposite, opposite of the jacket. <laughs> you had attitude jacket, no attitude face. <laughs> and you came in and every, you, were, you remembered my name. All the little stuff it makes such a big difference. And then you'd go on and you'd kill. We also auditioned for Stand Up New York the same night. And that's yes. what you did. I saw a
2: pterodactyl. Yes. One of my favorite yeah. bits of yours. Which, by the way, yeah, I had the bit about punked. And where can I do it yeah please I think please. it's funny when I, I try want to, you remember to do it. Yeah, it. I don't want to do
0: it you I want to
1: try it. and remember your bit because I'll do it differently do I it want you please is it. the idea that they have these shows with punk like with million dollar budgets and then they're all like haha you fell for it but yeah. it's like these elaborate schemes right. and then it's supposed to be revealed that you're a doofus for believing the prank right. at the end of the show the guy's like I saw a pterodactyl <laughs> 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 that bit would be so at home in my own act like I love that bit because I hate gullible I hate pranks I'm very gullible and I hate pranks there's betrayal so you spend a million dollars making me think vampires are real I saw an army of goddamn vampires drinking blood I saw it Right, and I'm an idiot. Right, you're an idiot. You just right. spent
2: three million dollars to make me look kind of stupid. Yeah, it's like you're pulling all the strings, <laughs> and you can make anything you want to ha- happen happen. I saw. So, yeah, I fell for it. Yeah. yeah,
1: I fell for it. I thought there was a pterodactyl. You know why? I saw a pterodactyl.
2: <laughs> the reason Best I fell for the pterodactyl prank
1: is because I, <laughs> I saw, saw one. there was
2: a pterodactyl like, there,
1: clear as day. He <laughs> flapped by. <laughs> Now you're telling me it's animatronic. Well, great job because I thought it was real. I guess I, there's egg on my face, pterodactyl egg, which you and, also made.
2: You, you, to this day, uh, Holmes, I still use uh, I still use this bit that you gave me. Oh yeah, and I, it's going to have to go soon because we'll it's, it. it's getting too dated. But do it on the air. But we were sitting on my couch the day after New Year's Day when Dick Clark was still alive, and we were talking about. New Year's and all that stuff And you said to me Do you think when Dick Clark is in his final moments in the hospital The nurses will gather around his bed And go 10, 9, 8 oh my god. And I started laughing so hard And I go Oh my god Pete That is your new opening joke It's perfect It's New Year's Just open with it And you said No no it's a little too mean You do it And I of course said Okay I have no problem with doing a mean joke and I still do it. It's, it's in the middle of my act because my whole act right now is about life and death and everything. So it yeah. fits right in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a nice, like, goof. You
1: used to text me every time it would work or whatever.
2: I did it all weekend up in... Uh, up in uh, uh, I was in West Nyack, and, uh, upstate, and I, I did it all weekend up there. And it was so <laughs> great because people groan when you, when you start. When you start the joke. Because I started out by going, no matter how much of a heads-up you have about death... It never softens the blow. Dick Clark is a perfect example of that, right? And the crowd Ah. groans, like, don't make fun of Dick Clark. And then I talk about, no, you sat there for, everybody used to sit there and watch New Year's Eve going, I can't believe he fucking made it again. That's amazing. you know. And then I do the the 10-9. And when I get to the 10-9 thing, applause break.
1: (laughs) It's one of my favorite things in the world. It's like what Patton was saying. You change their mind about it. There's a journey to it. Yeah, I love that so so much. I I have a thing where I talk about how um, there's no people say there's no price. Um, Like if I if I said to you, would you suck a dick for ten million dollars? And I can feel people like back away. From the premise You know Uh they're like Ugh And then at the end It's all applause and fun And everybody's on board And it's so fun to be like You're the same people That didn't like the beginning
2: Yeah You know what I mean Isn't that incredible It's one of the best things You can do One of my favorite things If you're doing like a long set (coughs) This is a riskier thing In a short set But I really like In a long set If you come out And this happened to me Last night Both shows last night I came out And I was trying to riff On something that had just happened to me before I went on stage. Yeah. And it was different both shows, and I went up and I just started talking about something in my head. And it was getting minimal after, and it wasn't just wasn't that funny of sure. a thing. And I, just that moment in your head where you're like, they're not laughing, but fuck it. I got the 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 act is coming. Yeah. It's coming, and then the next thing you know, it's great, and you're having a blast, and, and you're killing, and you're like... Ah, oh, that's like such a great because you can remember so vividly the time where you tried to riff the thing and it didn't work. Yeah, and you panic and start sweating and right. going because you fuck have no act. Do?
1: Yeah. In fact, when you when you start comedy, no act, no riffing ability, you're going up just sweating. It's just the sweating feeling. Yeah, with no okay, just give me a minute here. We'll get like I sometimes say that I'm like we'll get to the act. Don't worry. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel you guys being like just get to it. We'll get to it Yeah When you start There's no way to get to Yeah You're just like Hey Flat screen TVs Is really the main feature Of the screen That it's flat I mean look at it It's got 5 billion megapixels I can see a booger On Walter Cronkite's forehead Well it's flat <laughs> Not a bad fake Seinfeld bit That's great
2: Jay Moore Jay Moore had a great Flat screen TV bit When flat screens First came out Yeah He was like Flat screen TVs Oh they're all the rage Is it necessary <laughs> Was anybody at home going? I don't understand this glowing orb in my living room. It needs to be flat. Uh, <laughs> orb,
0: orb.
1: Great, great word. Well, let's let's fit it. Let's let's do the. Uh, do you not want to talk about being adopted? Oh, that's so weird. Jay Moore texted me Just as I was saying that. Weird. How weird is that? That's really weird. See, that's that's what I was telling you. I was like, that's, I ran into Kyle Kinane in, in the one tea shop that I happened to drop in. And he came by your house and took a shit. I happened to drop into Kyle. Uh, I'm go- So, okay, I'm coming to your place to get that weird lentil salad. I like to go to this place called Argo Tea. It's a block and a half out of the way, on the way to your house. And as I'm walking in, Kyle's walking out. And then I said to Kyle, I was like, that's enough for me to believe in anything. You know what I mean? Now right. I believe in everything. Right. Aliens, God, the whole, the whole thing. Because Kyle walked out. We're talking about Jay Moore and he texts you. Pretty fucking bizarre.
2: That is weird. What that's world so are weird. we living in? What world is this? What world is this? Well, what do you make of that? Uh, that he texted me while we were talking? Is it just non- the- Is it nonsense or is it something? I mean, no, I think there's a science to it. I think there's a loose science to it. I think what it is is that <clears throat> I've I saw Jay recently. We've hung out very recently. Yeah. He's in town. I he's do, on your mind. Yeah. He's on my so mind. So you're going
1: back instead of forward.
2: Yeah. So it's like he's he's in he's very present in my life right now because right. he's in town and we right. hung out and did his podcast, whatever. So I like and we and did I did some shows with him and yeah. Sure. So he's in my he's on my mind. And as we talk, I go, oh yeah, let me. Mentioned that the guy that See, I... See, that's
1: very smart of you to go backwards instead of forwards. See, what I do is I go forwards. I go, there's a science to it. You're putting out this energy, and Jay feels it, and he texts you because he knows you're talking about him. But you're going backwards, which I think is brilliant. Or or I should say rational.
2: Well, I think, I think you know, maybe a little bit of each applies. Maybe you talk about somebody cause, because of, the, of this fondness for them, right? and because of where you're at in your life with them, and where they're at with you, they have this similar fondness, and you're on their mind, too. Right. So... It just sort Yours of. makes converges. a lot of sense
1: though. He you're on his mind, you're he and then then it does come down to a split second coincidence that he texts at the moment we're talking about him. It doesn't address that fact. Right. He should have texted you after the show, he should have texted you an hour ago, but he texted during the show when we're talking about him. Right. It's kinda of bizarre. It is some, weird. some people say that the next science will be that like frequency science of our
2: thoughts. That really? thoughts are things. That's very interesting. It is interesting. I wish I read science the way you do I mean I I, I mean, Pseudo, that's a pseudoscience. <laughs> but I mean, you're really up on like these, these theoretical things, the, the, the uh, dreaming, the, uh, the what's that called again? Uh, lucid dreaming? Lucid dreaming and yeah. the astral projection. I'm so <laughs> fascinated by that stuff. But I have such a low attention span. Well, yeah. I have a hard time reading. My, my mind drifts. My eyes dart. I get tired. Like, yeah. There's a lot of I movies about, that this about stuff. It. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that about Yeah. I really want to start watching more documentaries and stuff. That's all I do. It.
1: I, I am not a, a smart man, but I watch a lot of documentaries. I'm just lift... That's all knowledge
2: seems to be to me, is you lift other things smart people said.
1: <laughs> and then you yeah. get all the credit for it.
2: Yeah, well, I love that burr bit of like, I have no opinions that I didn't overhear in a bar. It's so you know strange. what I mean? Like, like <laughs> I just yeah, got, it's
1: I just so got true, you know? Sounding, uh, was, again, I've, I've plugged this on the show before, but it's this series called This Emotional Life. It's on Netflix. And uh, it's really interesting. And when they were talking about marriage... And this woman, the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, made this brilliant point about marriage, where she was like, the modern marriage is like a man and a woman, right? And what you want in a partner, and this goes both ways, but uh, I think she was speaking woman to man, but it doesn't matter. You're not just looking for a husband who will provide or whatever. That's like the old school kind of thing. You're looking for someone who will provide or contribute. Yeah. Like, let's say you're both working, but you contribute, right. so you're working. Right. So you help the family in that way. You co-parent. The, the man isn't just like you know in the fucking shed like like what curing leather right he he's co-parenting right He's involved. You want someone that inspires you. Right. You want someone that introduces you to new things, that stimulates your work, that helps your work, that plugs you into new opportunities, that encourages you, that's your best friend and is your lover. Right. And like challenges you intellectually, sexually, emotionally, spiritually, this journey person. Right. So it's like 15 things. Right. And then we take that modern idea of marriage and we put it on the, the wobbly old legs of the institution it's this old 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 idea that back in the day it was like this is Jim he's my husband how do I know he sleeps here most nights (laughs) you know what I mean and one time there was a crow he shooed from me there was a very a very near crow and Jim came in and that's how I knew he would be my husband
0: and then we died because we're 32 (laughs) (laughs) that's a bit that's a bit to call back to what you are saying earlier, you should do that as a bit. That's so, really funny. But
2: it's funny that you say "I'm going to write it down." But it's funny. Shoot a crow is very really funny. Shoot a crow and died because we were 32. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great punch at the end. Well, so okay, I appreciate that. And I was thinking that it would be a bit too. And
1: I totally lifted the premise from this documentary. You know what I mean? To, to, to speak to right. Bill's uh, thought, somebody well, smarter yeah. than me said that, and then I had the funny thought about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... uh, I've been writing... I've been writing, like, some essays and stuff, thinking I might try to pitch them to do... Because Bobby and Billy and I wrote a book, and it just came out recently. Yeah. It's called Cheat. I want to talk about it. Please buy it. Uh, Let's talk about it. Yeah. But finish this, then we'll talk about Cheat. But so I started writing some essays and stuff, and I was like, you know what? If Cheat does well enough, and I have the opportunity to do another book, I have an idea, and I want to pitch it and whatever. And I was... When I was writing the intro piece to the book, like the in- introductory chapter, like one of the first things I say is like, look, I know I'm not the first person to talk about these things. There are people far, far, far smarter than me Yes, that have discussed these things and have opposing opinions to the ones I express in this book. But these are just my thoughts and my takes on this stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. let's get it out of the way. I know I'm not. The icebreaker on all these things I'm not trying to say I am Right You know It's just I want to talk about this We're very similar in that way I often say Off stage Like in regular conversations
1: I go Maybe on the podcast too I go I know I'm not breaking Breaking any new ground here But Right Because you don't want anyone To think you're You think you're that smart
2: Yeah yeah You never want to be that guy Yes I I got the inside track folks Right 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 You know Get over here Get over here Get over here Yeah I'll tell you what's up Yeah yeah Yeah, Fuck you (laughs) (laughs) It's always get over here You know what I'm going to try to All right we got to talk... We, sneaky bites. Yeah, we also got to talk about cheat. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, cheat. So cheat,
1: we wrote the, this... Well, the, was that the point you, you said in the intro? Did I cut you off? Was that the point of what? The point of you bringing up that intro is that you like you, you like to say, I don't know
2: what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, I was just... Oh, you were speaking... Uh, you are piggybacking on the idea that we're all getting our ideas yeah, from exactly, smarter people. Exactly.
2: I, yeah. I, yeah. And then I... Shamelessly plugged the book in the middle of it. I want to talk about cheat. We won't forget to talk about sneaky bites, but we might forget to talk about cheat. Okay, cheat is well. We you know, Bobby, Billy, and I wrote and produced. And, Robert Kelly Bilber. yes, uh, wrote and produced and directed a film called Cheat. It was a short film. It's great. And uh, where can people see it? Uh, it's there's a website up now called Guide dot com. That the publisher Simon Simon and Schuster published the book. They put this website up for us, and it's got the movie on it. All you have to do to see the movie is like do a tweet, okay? Uh, You know, some generic tweet, and and it lets you see the movie. But um, but anyway, we made this film because we wanted to do something together. And Billy was like, "Why are we sitting around? We're friends, and we're funny, and like we're comics. Why are we waiting for somebody to give us the opportunity to do something together? That doesn't. It's probably not going to happen. Let's do something on our own." So we made this movie And Lou Wallach Was one of the producers um, Who's a great TV guy And uh, I love Lou Yeah And a lot of great people Were in the movie Colin Quinn Rich Voss Bonnie McFarlane We made this movie And we were really proud of it And it got into Tribeca It ended up having like It's premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival Which was amazing Because it was a very New York centric Short comedy film And it went over really well and, and it's about cheating On your girlfriend It's about Yeah It's about a oh, guy who, Oh Your nostalgia fire <laughs> Because in the movie you say nostalgia pussy Yes, oh, nostalgia pussy Yeah, the blowjob oh. that got away Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, So the uh, The uh, it's, yeah, The movie, the basic premise is I play a guy whose girlfriend is out of town For like 12 hours <laughs> And he lives with her And he wants to cheat with this other girl Who he's going to bring into town From high school Yeah, for the 12 hour window Nostalgia pussy Yeah, exactly <laughs> There you go And it's like a heist movie Except it's cheating, and it's, it's funny. So it did well. It did very well, and seemed well-received. And then uh, the guys at Apostle, uh, which is a great production company, they they came and they said, look, why don't you guys write a book based on the film, like a funny book that's basically a guide to cheating. Yes. And uh, we were like, okay, that sounds like a funny idea and, and a good way to cross-promote our film and all that stuff. And uh, so we did, and like, we sold it very quickly uh, within a few weeks of writing the, the, the proposal. And, uh, and then we wrote a book, and now it's out. And uh, you know, for anybody, it's called Cheat, A Man's Guide to Infidelity. And for, just to, to kill the skeptics really quick, for anybody going, oh, my God, is it just a bunch of misogynistic drivel? No, it's not. Um, a lot of very reputable women have read the book and find it. Very informative and funny and enjoyable. (laughs) Informative to stop the cheating? (laughs) Well, we always said, look, it's going to help women as much as it helps hit up a guy, because now you're going to know what to look out for and what he's potentially doing. What is one of the main things to look out for? Uh, there's a lot of stuff about technology. Two cell phones? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That sort of thing, yes. Breaking yes. Bad style? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of that sort of thing. And 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 we say very early on in the book, look, we're not telling you that you should cheat. We're not advocating that. But if you're going to. It's like, like the anarchist cookbook. Please yeah. don't make napalm. But if you're gonna. Yeah, if you're gonna, do it right at least. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, and that's it was kind of based on the social observation of there are a lot of guys out there that are going to do this regardless, and they're not doing it properly, and they're ruining lives. So if you're going to do this at no cost, your theory is that it's better to cheat and
1: then and then move on.
2: Well, it's not. No, no, that's not my theory. My my theory personally is there are people that are just going to do this. Period. There's no talking them out of it. So if you're going to do that, you have your mind made up, you should do it properly or you're going to just really hurt people. Yeah. And that's pointless. That's pointless. It is a selfish act depending on what the circumstances are. You know, okay, you so know?
1: It's weird because my wife, as you know, cheated, right. my ex-wife cheated on me. But you know what's weird is that she said that she knew she was going to. Like when we got married. Like, so it's weird. That supports your theory that it's like just kind of like in people. And then I remember the thing was that she cheated, and, and the person that she cheated on me with was also cheating. Right. And then, like, I remember someone gave them the, the advice. They were like, you're just supposed to keep it on the side or whatever. Right. Like, w- why hurt everybody? Yeah. but they wanted to not do that.
2: Yeah, Yeah, kind of the book gets into the, I say to people all the time, I go, "Look, reading this book could give you advice on on how to do this properly, but I also think reading this book could talk you out of doing it, because once you realize what a massive undertaking it really is, right. you might go, "You know what, this isn't worth it. This is just an urge I'm having right now." And we also hit every type of cheating. We talk about how a lot of women think por- watching pornography is cheating, uh, that going to a strip club is cheating. You know what I mean? And it kind of stair steps all the way up the ladder to another woman. Right. So, you know, it, it, cheating laws. And do you talk about emotional cheating too? Um, we, we do. We talk about why, why people cheat and and how some guys do it just for the excitement and the romance. Yeah. Some guys don't want to get laid. They just want to have that feeling again. You know, the beautiful feeling of being in love and the excitement and the beginning and all that stuff. Some guys cheat because they're in a horribly, horribly... The fuck you cheat. Yeah, well, some guys are in a really dangerous, poisonous relationship. Yeah. And they cheat because you have to go out there and realize, like, oh, I am worth something. I'm with a succubus right now, (laughs) and I have to get out of this. Uh, You know,
1: There are a lot of reasons. Sorry to quote Jimmy Eat World, but they have a song about how he wants to get out of a relationship and the chorus is cheating, gets it faster, meaning he could do it properly and draw it out and like have the talk, but he knows he doesn't have the balls to do it. So if he cheats on you, you'll break up with me sort of. Thing. Right. Right. Again, a terrible thing to do, but it's true. Right. I've, well, I've had friends in horrible, abusive relationships and then they cheat and then it's over. And I'm like, that worked.
2: Yeah. It's kind of a way out, but yeah, well there's, there's look, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons that somebody might do it. And the, the book also addresses the the single lifestyle. You know, just because you're single it doesn't mean you're not cheating. And what that means is is that, look, you can be single and you can date multiple women, but for some reason there's still a taboo to admitting that. Mm-hmm. There's still some weird social taboo where you can't just say, "Yeah, I'm dating three different women right now." People go, "Oh, you pig, mm-hmm. ego stroker," you know, whatever. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's just an economic thing to do. You're not committed to any of them, and you're trying to figure out who might be the right person. So you date multiple people, right. especially the older you get. You don't have a lot of time. You know <laughs> what I mean? So like, um, so we talk about that in the book, too. Like, look, you technically are single, and you are allowed to be doing what you're doing. But it doesn't mean you can leave the scrunchie out on the table. Right. And then another girl you're seeing comes over, and there's a fucking scrunchie there. And it's like... yeah hey, no big deal, right? It's like, no, she's going to, f- you yeah. can't, you know? So- Chapter three, lose the scrunchie. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of stuff in there about cleaning cleaning the environment. Oh, I remember that. And hairs. Yeah, the crime scene, yeah. you know? So,
1: uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. I-, I can't believe I'm saying this. We're kind of running out of time because I got to get on my uh, a train to Washington, D.C. Yes, so sir. So let's, let's do Sneaky Bites. And then we got to do Religion. I'd really like to talk to you about that. And we got to do Kenobi. We got a lot of things we got to
2: do. Well, well, that's about it. Sneaky bites. Th- it's, this is just the story. Um, the sneaky bites is the uh, is the uh, is is. This is what it was. It wasn't. It wasn't in the impressions bit. Sneaky bites was in. I used to have a bit about jesus that we turned into a sketch remember yes. where i had a bit about like anybody that prays to jesus this is how he should react to it and then i would do the guy praying right about like i got you know i lost my wallet or whatever oh i did the guy yeah and you would oh, be that yeah, yeah. guy and then jesus would be like really they nailed me to a fucking cross goddamn cry baby you know yeah, yeah. and uh, i can't find my car keys lord please help me yeah you know they put thorns on my head first yeah <laughs> Yeah. really hurt. yeah. People exactly. always
1: downplay the thorns, but those are... <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> and the last part of the, the... There was three segments in the thing that we would do, and the last one was about how the guy praying was upset that he couldn't meet the right woman. Yes. And you, one night, were <laughs> described as the character describing your dating life, and you talked about how you had this fantasy to go out to Applebee's with a girl. Yes. And when she would not... A buffet, a buffet, a buffet, and when she would look away from the table for whatever reason, you would sneak food from her plate. (laughs) What I and you called sneaky bites, yes.
1: (laughs) So became a bit within the bit. Yeah, I was praying. I remembered it. I was like, we go to a buffet and we get one plate, and then when the manager, that is what it was. That is
2: what it was. I would
1: sneak bites from her plate. That's what it was. You're right. I call sneaky bites. Sneaky
2: bites. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it took on a life of its own, and and then we would say it over and over, and we wouldn't drop it at that show. Never at to, at the expense of the audience. Oh, we'd lose them all. You know, sneaky just, bites over and over.
1: How and, many times was it just you and me? In fact, Kenobi is same thing. the ultimate, and I and you are professional comedians, and I'm here to stand on a mountaintop and say this is one of the funniest fucking things of my life, <laughs> and there were probably 150, 200 people there. No one laughed. No one? That's Absolutely fine. no one. This is a special secret room. It's a secret attic <laughs> that you have to, for some reason, be you and me to think this is funny. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an unlocked door. Everyone's welcome, but no one will go through. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what it was as I go.
2: We, well, we, <laughs> was, we were talking about Star Wars, and for some reason, it got into the idea. Someone had a T-shirt with Star Wars, and about somebody wearing no no pants, no bottoms, no
1: bottoms. <laughs> and I, it was old bot- uh a no bottoms Kenobi, right? Yeah, something like that.
2: Yeah, we we were talking about maybe because he doesn't of- wear pants under the robe or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: So we were like, it wasn't Obi Wan Kenobi. It was. It was no bottoms. Obi-Wan no bottoms. Obi-Wan no bottoms. That's right. Yeah, Obi-Wan no bottoms. Yeah. And we're riffing. Yeah, we're, we're just talking about Obi-Wan no bottoms. <laughs> yeah. And I
0: or I said Obi-Wan no bottoms. Right. And then you, there's a pause, and then you go.
2: I wonder if he's talking about old Ben no bottoms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if he's... You, you said it exactly. Exactly like Skywalker. You, I wonder if he's talking about old Ben no bottoms. <laughs> nobody. I mean, nobody got the reference. No one got the nobody reference. Nobody knew what the fuck was old, funny about
1: that. Who doesn't get that reference? Talking about old Ben Kenobi. I wonder if he's talking about old Ben no bottoms. Yes, yes. Obi-Wan no bottoms. Right. So Kenobi's been replaced with no bottoms. Exactly. You and your genius go... You didn't even look at me. You looked away from me and went. I wonder if he's talking about old ben No nobodies. That's what he does in the movie. He looks. I, off. Know. Yeah.
0: I you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I fell onto the floor. I <laughs> fell down laughing, <laughs> to the sound of 150 people not laughing at all. We didn't give a fuck. It's like You know what, you know what this, this sounds like romantic It's like Me and your mother Danced all night The band had stopped <laughs> playing I still spun her That's what it felt like yeah. It was like a co- comedy romance yeah. In that moment yeah. we didn't give a fuck That no one was there. This was big.
2: our Yeah this was our scene From Woody Allen's Manhattan Where we're on the park bench As the sun comes yes. up Over the 59th street bridge Yeah the, uh. It was It was so funny And, we're so <laughs> and then like We wouldn't <laughs> drop it We wouldn't Because we co-hosted the show So we had to keep going up In between people yes. And we kept Doing it, oh, and then, we want like, no bottoms. Because I kept trying, to, with the fervor that I have now,
1: trying to convince them that they were wrong. Exactly.
2: And they wouldn't believe me. They wouldn't believe you. And then also, the mm-hmm. housing works where we did the show, as you said earlier, it was a bookstore. Yes. The there's nowhere to... There's no green room. There's yeah. nowhere to hang out and just talk to You yeah, yeah, yeah. just sit and be quiet. So <laughs> we're sitting in separate parts of the room in between sets, and you're texting me <laughs> old bed, no bottoms. And I'm laughing, and you're laughing hysterically. Kamau... Kamau's on the stage! This is where the Kamau thing that I was talking about earlier. He gets on stage, and he's like, Jesus Christ, oh my God. (laughs) I mean, they're still talking about it. Nobody thinks it's funny, guys. They're texting one another. They're texting one another, old men, no bottoms. (laughs) They're like two lovers that think it's... I don't know what accent I'm breaking it to. <laughs> kind of it gotta Australian at
0: the end. Yeah, there. it's two
2: lovers. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's, this is Australian <laughs> that influence. wasn't Australian. Colonization.
2: Old yeah. Ben Nobottom. It was great. It was great. It's one of my favorite comedy memories ever. It was one I of were, my
1: favorite memories. It's one of my favorite memories.
2: Yeah, period.
1: Like, I wonder if he means old Ben Nobottom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've, I've won perfectly <laughs> delivered. <laughs> perfectly
2: delivered i saw skywalker in that moment you were wearing his futuristic old clothes (laughs) and that was the moment that i lost all faith in the housing works as a comedy (laughs) venue (laughs) because you know when you when you get a thing in your head and you're like you're like oh my god I thought of the perfect thing to say right now. The space opens up; you don't have to fight to get it in. Yeah, space opens. You deliver it. You're like, I just hit that perfectly, and then it gets nothing. You're like, this is not going to work wrong. here. They, yeah, how are they not laughing at this it's right like now? Sexually,
1: you bring out some big move, and it doesn't do it for them. And you're like, I don't think we're right. Yeah, I don't think we're <laughs> compatible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovers.
2: Yeah, it was. I remember. I remember you scolding that audience so frequently and going. You would say something. And it would be funny. And then you would go, if that doesn't unlock the chest where yeah. you keep your laughter. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, that That's line where from, I learned that, yeah. Yeah, you were like, I don't know what's wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, I can't
1: help you. If, I'll say that's where I learned it. A hard room like housing works. And we figured it out, you know, over trial and error, trial and error. But I, I have this bit where I talk about um, seeing a mouse on my countertop and asking him, why do you have a tie on? Do you have a job in there? <laughs> pointing to the hole. Like, I don't explain that I'm pointing to his mouse hole. Right. And then, but we know what you mean. And then I go, if the idea of me talking to a magical mouse wearing a tie, <laughs> saying, why do you have a tie on? Do you have a job in there? Doesn't make you laugh. I can't. Leave.
2: Just leave now. I got nothing for you. Oh, it's so you. funny, man. It's so funny. I love it. Let, Dude, we, gotta, we have so little time. Well, listen. Let's, let's, let's talk about the options. We could read, te- read texts. Well, we could read texts. We could also do butter.
1: Yeah, maybe we don't do... We,
2: we tell me, is there a god? I think I've got butter right here. Just tell me, while it, you're looking at butter, is there a god? Is there a what? <laughs> is there a god? I don't think so. I don't think so. But the best way I've ever heard that question answered was... Uh, was uh, um, George Carlin said... They said, "Are you? Would you call yourself a atheist?" And he said, "He said no. I, there you go, Rio Rancho. <laughs> go on, go on." The, uh, they, he said, "They said, 'Would you call yourself an atheist?'" And he said, "No, I, I wouldn't. I'd say I'm better to be described as an agnostic because, as much as I can't prove there is a god, I can't prove there isn't one either. It's an impossible thing to prove in either, either direction. But I would lean towards thinking there isn't one." Right. So that's. That's what I would say. I think now, by modern terms, that would be an atheist. I was just talking
1: to Kurt about that, how they're including the agnostics in the group. Well, that's funny because... any good atheist, not any good atheist, but most atheists would be like, is there a point zero 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 one percent chance? Yeah, but we're saying probably not.
2: Well, a few years ago... Is this better. I found we're going to do better. I finish, found it. Finish God, and then I we're found gonna do it butter. a few years ago. It was a very different approach in the atheist community. It was like shit or get off the pot. Yeah, oh, I see. You're either with us or you're not. Like stop with this. Not you know. Which I'm surprised that that's loosened up a bit, especially since they discovered the God particle, which further right. alleviates you know the the necessity of this supreme being. Like you know, within years, in a short while, which in science terms could mean fifty or seventy years, but like you know, they'll be able to say. This is how existence started, yeah. like we found this particle. This is how if it's the big bang and we decide that that's actually what it was that got us here, yeah. we know we will now know how the fuse was lit because wow. that's always the missing piece well what what lit the fuse? What was the spark that caused the bang? right? They can never describe it. they don't know that's why there's like planners' theory. maybe life was if it was life grew on the backs of amoebas or whatever it is, okay, but what put the amoebas here, yeah. Was it a higher being that came down, aliens, you know, Prometheus, yeah. that whole thing, yeah. you know, like, so very interesting stuff. Yeah, super interesting. But, uh, you know, look. The, the watch winding gun. All right. So this is this was our favorite bit ever. This yeah. is where it all I'm started. I'm sorry. I,
1: I, would, I would keep. How long is the episode so far? Hour uh, 45. It's, Roses is a short one. We always go to. <laughs> <laughs> we go to. I, I got to fucking get on this stupid train. What
2: time's your train? Three. All right. Well, that's fine. It's, yeah, it's, we're, we're at, oh, well, we're, we're about two hours. Okay. Is that what
1: you usually do? Yeah, but I'm like, Rose, well, well, we'll do what well, we're going to do. We'll do the episode, You Made It Movies or whatever. Yeah. And we'll watch Glengarry. And for the most part, we'll just talk and we'll cover how you're adopted.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. And I'm talking about that in therapy right now. So there'll be a lot more to discuss later.
1: Uh, okay. I, this is, I can't believe it's not better. This is the idea that the setup to this is I love that there is a product. That's kind of part of a conversation. Yeah. Right? The product is called, I can't believe it's not butter. Right. And this is the buy. We go, I don't know if you know this, but the people who made I can't believe it's not butter are actually putting out a new line of products. These are actual products. Yeah. That continue this
2: conversation. Yes. So the first one's, I can't believe it's not butter. And this is the first bit we ever wrote together. And this was the first thing. When you first said, co-host Housing Works with me, Jesse's gone. Yes. We did butter uh, we, th- we were sitting in a movie theater And you said this And this is what started it that's off That's right This is what started it right. off We were watching The Road Oh my god Alright I remember that Okay
1: Okay so the first one is I can't believe it's not butter The right. second one
2: Really? This isn't <laughs> butter but That's weird Because it tastes like butter Like, like a lot <laughs> You have To to really enjoy it, you have
0: to picture
1: it in the font on the button. Which we had. we had.
2: We had had, had a screen behind us with the logo. But
1: then we've we've done it without, and it works just as well. Uh, And then they have a new one called, uh, come on, bro. If this isn't butter, if it isn't, just level with me right now before I go to work. I
2: can't be thinking about this all day. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I
1: still say that all the time. I can't be thinking about this all day.
2: It is the next one. Seriously, I'm not fucking around here. You need to tell me clearly, clearly
0: and directly
2: <laughs> what the fuck this is. What do you think this is? A fucking game? Fine. Fine. It's not butter. Well, then what the fuck is it then? <laughs> <coughs> oh my god. Next one.
1: Whatever. I don't I, I you know, I don't care if it isn't butter. I really don't. I'm I'm not using reverse psychology. Stop insinuating that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's on the bucket. <laughs> yeah. That
2: is what? I know what it is. I do. I, I figured it out. Oh come on, just what? stop being a dick and tell me. I wouldn't do this to you. <laughs>
0: long pause is on the bu- on the bucket. <laughs> yes. It says in parentheses: <laughs> long pause.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. Long pause. <laughs> Come on, stop being a dick. I wouldn't do this to you. And the last one, fuck you, it's clearly butter. Spray. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Only for old old Ben No Bottoms. I love it so much. Old Ben No Bottoms every day of my life. I love it so much. Roses. Home. We're going to do it again. I can't wait. I feel like we got so much more to talk about. I just want you to be a regular guest. We got to do it all the Anytime,
2: time. Anytime, buddy. Anytime. I, I, I should fly out to L.A. <laughs> soon anyway and just show my face. So Yeah. We got so many more bits. We have so
1: many more things to talk about. Oh. But I'm glad, I'm glad we covered this. This went by so fast for me. Yeah, me too. Um, so great. Thank you, buddy. We end the episode with a guest saying, keep it crispy if you want to.
2: Keep it crispy if you want to. <laughs> Say good night,
0: Gracie. Ah, good, good night, th- Gracie. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com.